0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Tonight, we complete our journey into the wizarding world of Normie Podcasts and face the wizard duel of our lives. It's the Harry Potter franchise on Normies Like Us.
1: The boy who lived, come
2: to die. Not my daughter, you bitch!
1: You lose army! You are very unusual.
3: And his is Voldemort. Is this all real? Or is it just happening inside my head? Of course it's
1: happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real?
4: You heard it up top, folks. We're back for a final installment, one magical end to a magical series. We're talking the final book, the final film here in the Harry Potter franchise, Deathly Hallows Part 2 on Normies Like Us. With your host, um, Colin Gini.
2: I'll be um, Voldemike. Uh, <laughs>
3: uh, just Joe. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> Neville <Mungle> Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah,
2: just a little blood Joe. And the founder and of the is, feast. Uh,
0: and this is Jaco Malfoy here. And yes, that was my terrible British accent that you heard up top.
2: Mm. Um, I thought it was actually Malfoy. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Potter! And... And should we say, uh, Jaco, happy birthday. You're 11 years Thank old. You. Did you get your letter? Wow. Or?
0: <laughs> I w- yeah, I got my letter <laughs> in the Thank owl goodness. post, and I'm um, looking forward to going to Hogwarts. It is my birthday today, yeah. the day of us recording,
2: recording. this.
4: And your roommate is a uh, big guy with a beard who could bring a cake into your room and, you know, yeah, give you a letter. So, yeah, yeah, I I could see that. He's got
2: a dog. Fluffy. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. He loves animals. It all
2: checks out.
0: Um, Yeah, but what what a great day to be doing our Harry Potter finale in the Deathly
2: Hallows part two. That's right. That's right.
4: Jacob, it was your idea. A little context. Again, normies, if you've been following along, if you have not, we've been talking this entire franchise. This is our second time doing this, where we get to the winter months and beyond, and we start the new year, where we do one sort of huge franchise and sort of do the niche to the normie, the namesake of our podcast, and we go through. Last year, we did Star Wars. This year, we did The Wizarding World. And like you said, we're wrapping up with Harry Potter. How has the journey been, everybody? Have you been loving it? Jacob? Has it truly been magical for you?
0: Yeah, it's been very magical. Um, I know I'm glad we did this. You know, I always like to watch the Harry Potters around the holidays and I um, was hoping we could finish up in December, but uh, we got a little bit into January, but I think it's okay. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been great just going back and watching all these movies.
2: Joe, you were on a special mission. How has it been for you so far? We're happy to have you back finally. We're really worried uh, about whatever the ministry puts you up to. He was trying to get the <laughs> yeah, Giants man, to were. join
0: the uh Order of the Phoenix. That's the
2: true. Giants to join the podcast, that's oh, right.
3: Is, is that what I was that's what I was doing, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm uh <laughs> it's it's been a trip and it's uh it's finally coming to an end. I'm excited to close this thing out strong.
2: Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, I guess I'll jump in here. Uh, Again, I didn't read any books past Goblet of Fire. And honestly, at the outset of this, I was like, I kind of don't like Harry Potter that much. But as it's gone on, I've really gotten into it. I got to do the audio books of the final ones, So actually, I did find myself uh, enjoying it. And as I finished the last movie, it was a little bittersweet knowing that uh, it's all over uh, for the podcast, at least. So I I did gain a new kind of uh, appreciation for Harry Potter. I don't know if they'll ever break my top three. I mean, (laughs) Animorphs. (laughs) You know. <laughs> Gotta check it out Redwall. I'm telling you, it's been That's fun, right. and it is weird not having Harry Potter. So really, in my mind, you've been converted
0: from a normie to a niche fan of That's Harry right. Potter. Would you say?
2: I would say that is a very apt uh, way to put it, Jacob. Very Mike stupid.
4: Granger, he's a he's a know-it-all. He <laughs> pushes up his little glasses. He says, "No,
2: we've got That's to right. go to the library and do
4: research."
2: W O saw. Yeah, exactly. That's right. But uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Colin, how about you, though? We're at the end of the road here.
4: Mike, I didn't get a chance to finish. You know, I, I said last week mm. I'm deep into that audiobook. I've been loving it. I got up to basically the Battle of Hogwarts, and I was racing to get it done in time, and I'm going to continue. You know, I've been loving it, too. This is, like Jacob said, it's like a cool wintry franchise that I check out for some reason. I don't know what it is, but it just feels so familiar and so wonderful. When you look at the imitators, you know, the Divergence, the Hunger Games. um, Percy Jackson. The Percy Jacksons and the Olympians. There isn't a theme world. You know, Joe, you didn't go to Divergent land. You went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. There's a reason it stands the test of time.
3: Absolutely, man. Yeah, it definitely is. uh, You know, it, it stood the test of time. And it also, like, started the test of time for this franchise. So that's kind of interesting you don't see that often where something starts a trend and it is the strongest thing in that trend
2: yeah it's like the star wars and harry potter it's like those two kind of pick a side yeah right or pick and both. really the They're fan base wizards.
0: i mean there's you know there's a lot of intense fans of stars but actually there are there's a lot of intense fans of harry potter too it's a very committed fan base and especially at the height of it you know when this movie was coming out maybe 10 12 years ago it was a huge fan base maybe a little waned a little since then but i'd say there's probably still a lot of committed harry potter fans out there
2: yeah and if you were or are a committed harry potter fan you may have taken the pottermore quizzes now Ooh. known as wizardingworld.com and before we get into the deathly hollows part 2 as promised we all have our houses our wands our patroni that's right we're ready to patroni. share those with you I you jump in <laughs> Patroni. I want That's to know what you guys' Patrona are. I'm very curious. Show me your Patrona, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we want to kick this off? Where Where do we start? Uh, revealing our Potter more. That or is less. a
4: good question. We've We've kind of talked houses before. I say we go ahead and just jump and get those out of the way. Jacob, you have said in the past, gaming the system. We talked about that. Allie, when she was on, she talked about how she kind of gamed the system, too. Shout out, by the way, we've had some incredible guests this entire series. Go back and listen to all yeah. these episodes oh, because we've had some cool friends and family on. But uh, I'm very curious. Did you get the same results? Was it your same login? Was it a different one? Did you game it again? Did you not have to game it
0: again? Well, that's what's amazing is... Um I just wanted to look up to see if they still had like my info and stuff from years and years ago, and I went to, Pottermore, which is now called WizardingWorld.com, I guess, but um, mm-hmm. and they had, you know, once I was able to change my password and log in, they were, they had all my information saved from my old, you know, what house I was in and my Patroni and everything, so, um, really crazy, but yeah. um. You know, I was sort of as
2: if by magic. It was all there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Um, I remember all So house. Then let's start all. with just house. Then yeah. So I was, you know, I'm in Slytherin.
2: All right. Same thing. I had my login from before. This is probably like eight years ago. Yeah. Um. So the old information, but it was Ravenclaw again. So confirm wow. That. Joe, same
3: login. Uh,
2: first first time logging I don't think in.
3: I, I, I created right. an account. Took all the tests. I will be deleting the account the second this is over, <laughs> especially knowing You're gonna like, obliviate it. <laughs> how much they're like, yeah, eight years ago I signed up for this thing and took a personality <laughs> test and they saved it. Um, I'll <laughs> tell you, like, when you guys talked originally about, like, gaming it and stuff, I was expecting it to be a lot easier. You know what I mean? I thought it would be like, are you a good guy or a bad guy? Right, like, right. Do you like red or green? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't that... Um, simple like i i got gryffindor awesome I don't think that's okay. too much of a surprise to anyone but even mm-hmm. in times where it was like lightness or darkness like i put dark like i picked black in the black and white like but I didn't then joe like
4: like you're saying wow. the other times it'll be like a chest is in front of you seven magic items are pulled out which one do you get yeah how does that go like well that's obviously gryffindor
3: yeah i don't i one of them was specifically like it's a dagger and a book and like, you know, like a broom or something, some shit like that. And I, I picked the dagger. Like I was kind of, as I was taking it, I was like, Oh, I'm, I might end up getting the bad guys. here uh-huh. But no, that could be the dagger of Gryffindor. Gryffindor.
0: The, the questions might have changed, you know, over time. I'm not sure if they're, if it's the same qu- test or if they, if it's changed over time.
2: Well, we know the sorting hat can come up with new songs and stuff every year. If it <laughs> wants know, to so I'm sure right. it switches it, up the, stuff Colin how about you well uh,
4: I'm a mix between you guys so I had had an account previously but it was tied to my college email which they dissolve after a number of years after you've left that so Mm -hmm. it was gone it didn't exist Joe I had to retake the test kind of like you was like I don't know where this is gonna go I thought for sure I was actually gonna get Hufflepuff because some of the answers I was like I'm kind of being like too I don't know whimsical with them maybe i don't know but uh <laughs> slytherin i got slytherin baby i was very excited
2: oh all right two slytherins one gryffindor and one Ravenclaw. wow okay
0: that's how we roll
2: and we're all still friends even with our different <laughs> colored robes how we
4: roll
3: yeah who would have thought who would have thought <laughs>
0: yeah slytherins yeah. and fun gryffindors f- can be friends
2: right we needed to see more of that in the movies i think that's right um, so that was yeah, a fun fact
4: Kind of other dumb oh, questions yeah, okay. where it's like, what's your favorite object in Harry Potter? What's your favorite name? Stuff like that. I skip past that. I don't know about you guys, but like we said, kind of the next hot stuff is the wand or Patronus. So I say let's jump into the wand next.
2: Yeah, that's where uh, it's at. Yeah. Tell me about your wand, Jacob.
0: Oh, I'll tell you all about it. Um Should I tell you about my Patronus too? It's painted bullets. Oh, okay, okay. It's my got wand. A skull at the end. <laughs> and this is based on, you know, years and years ago. Official. But- but yeah, my wand is rowan wood with a dragon heartstring core, 13 inches, and slightly springy flexibility. Ooh.
4: Mm, so it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Probably the best wand you can get, you know? Do we know rowan anything wood? about right, right.
4: The, the phoenix core versus the unicorn versus the dragon? Does it matter what's uh, what? I always
0: thought the dragon heartstring was the coolest one because it's yeah, pro- you thought they the do one have you got different properties. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's about dragons, the, you know, dragons
2: are cool. The woods, I'm looking up the cores here. The woods all mean different crap, but we only care about the cores. I think dragon heartstring produces the strongest magic, but it's the highest. I believe that, but then here. I'm,
4: you know, I immediately flash back to a scene we never even talked so about Lucius? in the first movie where it's oh. there's a vampire character sucking the blood of unicorns to live longer. It's like it's <laughs> certainly a unicorn core right. would be good, right?
0: The thing I remember about dragon heartstring is in Deathly Hollows part 1 when Voldemort takes Lucius Malfoy's wand, and he's like, Dragon Hut. Ah,
4: very nice.
2: <laughs> well, according to this wizardingworld.com slash writing by J K Rowling slash wand dash course, <laughs> uh, the dragon wand tends to be the easiest to turn to the dark arts. Interesting. Oh, Slytherin a oh, yeah. with a Slytherin with a dragon. Yeah, a Slytherin
0: with a dragon core, buddy. We're watching. And, that yeah. makes sense. Interesting. If there wasn't like right. the whole like magical racism element of being a bad guy like can I just be a normal bad guy without that you know like I'm cool with muggles you know
3: I don't want to be a, a normal Nazi, bad guy I want to be like, a, like just like a bank robber yeah, I'll the yeah. a bank. World. I just
0: want to be like yeah. a, a cool criminal but I don't want to be yeah a wizard Nazi at all
3: Gotcha. I don't. I, there's. I don't think there's any in between. I think you're either wizard, Nazi, or, or you know, you got the sword of Gryffindor. I'll uh, I'll follow up on you, Jacob, though, because I got kind of the the mace Windu energy for Gryffindor here. I have a fir wood with a dragon heartstring core, uh, twelve and a half inches, not quite as packing as Jacob. Not quite the third size stone. matters, <laughs> and uh, unbending flexibility
2: unbending Unbending. that means so i remember yeah i remember reading like you know a while back that the flexibility of the wand has to do with how like adaptable it is to the wizard and this and that you know so for example bellatrix lestrange has an unyielding right firmness wand that kind of show her temperament right unbreakably devoted to voldemort and this is really nerdy stuff so (laughs) i fucking love it it's all covered it in the movie. We talk
0: to for that.
2: Yep, vehicle. exactly. So um, I'll go with mine now. I have a maple wood with a phoenix feather core, thirteen inches, and quite bendy <laughs> flexibility. Quite okay.
0: bendy. Quite bendy. Like exactly bendy. the one that you would have. What a maple? Uh, yeah, that's like a what Canadian are the different wand Categories
2: here. Well, my my hometown is famous for maple syrup, so I did find oh, wow. it. Wow. Telling that I got maple <laughs> yeah. wood. And phoenix, I guess, can do the most type of magic, but they take a long c- time to kind of master. Right. You know, That's what the, Harry had because Harry curve.
0: and Voldemort both had the phoenix core from core. Fox the phoenix. They're the only two mm-hmm. wands ever made from Fox, Fox's phoenix core.
2: Feather. Yeah. Right. So there you go. And Colin... Well, guys,
4: I hate to say, you know, when size matters, look at these big hands, (laughs) look at these big feet, you know what they say. (laughs) So let's go ahead and tell you, Alderwood with a unicorn hair core, 14 inches, slightly springy flexibility, baby. Wow. And it's
2: slightly springy. Unicorn's most consistent magic as well. So you're never going to be firing blanks with that one.
0: Oh, there we go. And, And Mike, what size was yours? Thirteen. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That's right, boys. Interesting. Mine's now, quite bendy. Did though. we
3: both each a half, get a different type half, of wood? Unyielding or whatever. Unyielding. Unyielding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not about it's the, not size. the size. It's the, it's
2: the yielding. Guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Harry did pretty well with a 10-inch blackthorn <laughs> in Deathly Hallows Part 1. But you all know, of our wands. special, as Ron said. Over
0: a foot long. So. That's right. A couple of long wands. <laughs> and long were, they yeah. were they all different? Were
2: they all different
4: types of wood? I, I find that fascinating
0: a lot of types of they window. were all
2: different yeah you had alder we had fur rowan maple, and then rowan yeah, what yeah. the hell is rowan i have no idea there's another page for it but i, I don't want to <laughs> click over there
0: that seems fair <laughs> just Patronus is. so yeah the wand is a lot like the, <laughs> the lightsaber really of yeah. the wizarding world so it's really you know what color is your lightsaber what kind of crystal is it made out of you know very similar but Patronus yeah, totally. is. let's get to the, which are the pokemon of the wizard i'm just world, right? i'll just can Slide i front down.
4: load this real quick i am so <laughs> let down by what i got guys
0: let's talk oh, about yeah. it real quick now the two of you
4: who didn't take it joe it's some sort of it's an interactive flash game that you you move through the woods it tells you to put on headphones for a better experience it's very cinematic oh it's going faster, well, quicker, quicker. You must materialize it quicker and quicker. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it is, it is wild. Um, yeah, uh,
3: that was not my. I I did it on my phone. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, really? Paying
2: attention. The desktop experience. And it was did wild. not. Uh, it did
3: not give me. Anything. It did say it, you, you just you can did download clicks? the app for the AR stuff. <laughs> for the Patronus, you do clicks, but it was like time based, so it was like gotta click it fast oh you, you're taking too long to click it fast so i was like
2: mm-hmm. almost like uh yeah you know, like
3: a like a personality test i mean that's what these all are it's right
2: like, just on a timer pick, pick i don't one. remember
0: the patronus test too well from years ago but i do re- distinctly remember that i got something really dumb the first time so i just redid it and and the second time <laughs> i got like a cooler animal so i was like i'm gonna go with this one so i'll just let you know that right now <laughs>
4: Oh, good. I was very let down by <laughs> mine. I'm going to say right now, but I, I'm convinced Joe was on Dianetics.com and he's taking a different personality <laughs> test. But, <laughs> yeah. So I Turns got, out my levels
3: are real sick. <laughs> yeah, your the are, are bad, buddy. Yeah. So I got
4: yeah. the Oryx, the O-R-Y-X, Oryx. which I learned oh, is a ox. genus of antelope. Uh, oh. Very bummed out by
2: that
0: yeah I got something okay, real I, dumb too oh go ahead
2: <laughs> no I got something real dumb too <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure I'm sure they're all up. <laughs> so you know, I, I, you know we talked you know we've done a werewolf episode yeah. I like lupin I like werewolves right so I'm like alright I'll get some dog energy going here and I ended up with a beagle which is like one of my least favorite kinds of dogs <laughs> well oh, Mike, a dog though right? like a but, canine but a dog, I, I, I would have said so. something
3: good a beagle that's so specific why, why is a beagle specific. in there? No one has said a cool animal yet. No. It's not like they have they, like they won't be lions sagging. and tigers and bears. It's like <laughs> fucking caterpillars. Or in my case, yeah. a, uh, a magpie. A magpie. A, mag, a type pie. of bird. A wow. wow. Yeah, like a little fluttery bird. Like so here's crow. the thing. I wow. don't remember the
0: test very well, but there's not really – like you don't get to – like put your personality into it too much right it just kind of assigns it tells you it she tells, tells you reacting. visualize yeah. it keeps saying
4: think think as hard as you can oh what path are you following are you going left right middle keep thinking keep thinking harder 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 so but how does it know, know what
0: you're visualizing
4: I, it's mine, gotta mine be randomized like, no, uh,
3: it was like words where it was like lead uh follow save and then like you would click one and then it would like come up with a new set like free or powerful and like you click that mm-hmm. and it would go through another set
0: oh well wow. for mine yeah and like i said the first time i did it i was like i got something <laughs> stupid like an oryx or something and i was like no i'm redoing this test <laughs> the oryx. second time i did it <laughs> <laughs> but the second time i did it i did get a king cobra wow i've always been a snake, been cool a snake fan going. i yeah. um if you don't know normies i had pet snakes growing up And I would feed them live mice. It was really fun. Terrifying.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah, dude. Shit. No, I would go Um, to the pet
0: store every weekend. I would pick up some live mice. I would feed my snakes. um, And they loved it.
4: Look, so, if it wasn't for the magical racism, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true. Yeah, I like to imagine I'd be a parcel tongue, too. I think it'd be cool to talk to snakes. Heat up. Um, snakes are, what are they gonna misunderstood say? creatures, you know?
2: Yeah. Can you turn the heat up a little bit? You're cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah. That's all they would say. And like,
0: you know, like Hagrid says, like, you know, the, all these animals that you think are dangerous, like, they're really just misunderstood, so. That's right. Yeah. King Cobra. Yeah, but then he, like, so you
3: got the follows that up immediately with, there's only two genders, so. <laughs>
4: The Pottermore stuff out of the way We're going to dive in here But just a real quick recap Mike, you did this last time Please sum it up for us again What are the Deathly Hollows? Because obviously we'll be talking about the Deathly Hollows a lot this episode
2: Yeah, so Deathly Hollows are uh, an old story The wizards tell Essentially it's three magical objects One being the Invisibility Cloak The Resurrection Stone And the Elder Wand uh, Harry has one, and maybe we'll locate the Resurrection Stone in this movie. And then, obviously, Voldemort at the end of the last film has just acquired the Elder Wand, making him having the most powerful wand well, ever and, made.
4: But
0: Mike, Harry also
4: so gets the, the Resurrection Stone. He's a Pokemon master by the end of this thing. He has the right. three legendary but, yeah. objects.
0: No, yeah, he just happens to have the Invisibility Cloak. Then he gets the Resurrection, and then the wand was, like, I guess Dumbledore's personal wand while he was alive at the time, right? Um,
2: yeah but we'll get there we'll get there but this is
0: what I wanted to ask
4: so Joe you missed our last episode we had a great guest on with Laura shout out to her she was amazing and we went Mm -hmm. through and we talked about which deadly hollow object would you like so the wand with the ability to do anything the cloak of absolute invisibility or a stone to bring people back from the dead what would you choose
3: um I don't know. I guess the powerful wand. I think they're all pretty lame. Like they're they're all Well, again, the yeah. the <laughs> wand,
0: it's like every wand is powerful. Every wand can kill somebody in a second. So how much powerful can it more powerful could it be than a normal wand?
3: But aren't there spells to go invisible? Like I think
0: so, yeah.
4: <laughs> I I so this so was so the argument we kind of had last time. I think bringing people back from the dead is the only one that things you know, they can't do. That's that's what I would want to do,
3: I guess. I was confused I by That's that one like as well. That's just like too monkey paw yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, you know, I've mm. seen pet cemetery. I'm not bringing anyone back. That's yeah, Robin Williams said you can't bring no one back. I've, yeah. I've seen Aladdin. I've seen Pet Cemetery. I'm not into it.
0: <laughs> right. Well, Harry. Well, Harry kind of just uses that on himself, right? And that's how why he, he's able to come back to life after.
4: No, he drops it beforehand. Yo, he uses it only to talk to the right.
0: ghosts, which
4: I found very strange. Oh, Jacob, I was watching it not too, even and I resurrection. Thought, oh, very clever. He's going to use it in sort of a rebirth thing to survive the killing. No, that's, that's just the magic, doing. the horror Horcrux magic, I
0: guess. Right cuz when Voldemort yeah. killed him he killed the horcrux part of Harry that and then Harry just woke up and he was fine yeah yeah
2: Which spoilers guys spoilers. we're going to be talking the end of yeah. the deathly we're going hallows be talking of all of it. Too. we're eventually going to talk about the other parts I was also well.
0: confused though when he was able to talk to all these ghosts because if it's a resurrection stone how come why does it bring ghosts back it's like you know force ghosts coming back and you can have a little conversation with them before he goes into battle
2: Well according to the deathly hallows legend that's exactly what happens the oh. guy brings his dead wife back and Gets then when she scared. can't stick around and she leaves he kills himself
0: yeah for harry he just brings back so. all his old mentors including lupin who like just died yeah
2: moments and ago. he's like
0: sorry about you dying i guess your son's gonna
3: grow up without parents but um it's okay harry potter <laughs> it's all for you that's right that's literally what he says
2: <laughs> yeah that's right all right well let's I put um in my notes that harry potter has the softest of magic systems and i guess we'll just chalk it up to that there we go <laughs> right, right.
4: Let's do it all for Harry. Let's do it all for him right now. Jump in, dive in, wrap it up, talk the end of Harry Potter. Come on, by armies Like Us. We are back. We're talking Harry Potter. We're going to be giving our final thoughts. We're going to be ranking them at the end here, kind of, uh, you know, doing doing the deep dive that we do. But to start, we got to kind of just talk about this one. We left off. This is a special two-parter, right? Um, so, Hey, spoiler alerts. Dobby, he's a little free elf, but he's a little dead mm-hmm. elf, unfortunately. We open on that, and uh, we kind of kick things off.
2: Yeah, and just... Out the gate, you know, seven is a very important number in the books. It's like the most powerful, magical number. So splitting right. the movie into two to make a seven film series, an eight film series is a little annoying uh, for my OCD brain, so to speak. It splits but, uh,
0: Harry's soul into two different horcruxes. The, the <laughs> film is a
2: horcrux. Oh, my God. JK's yeah. going to stay alive two. forever. It's terrible. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah. So here we go. Big finale kicking off. Voldemort's got the other one.
0: Yeah, the beginning is interesting. I thought it was weird how um, they just got They're at like Char, Bill Weasley's beach house that he that Vacation him and Flora live in, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah. shell cottage.
4: Uh, but hold um, on, Jacob, I take it back because Mike is actually right. I was wrong. We don't open on this. We do the rare thing two part movies never do, which is we end with the post cred scene of the last one, him getting the Elder Wand, Voldemort from uh, Dumbledore's grave. And then we open with that scene on this one. I wish more movies oh. would do that.
0: Yeah. So you could watch these back to back. I think that's the proper way to probably watch these.
2: Um, yeah. But with the, part one first and then followed by part two. I would recommend. Usually, usually, usually how they one. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it flows into the it.
0: The beginning of this movie is very interesting because it's um, it's kind of like a little Indiana Jones movie. Just in the beginning of this movie, where they have to go get this artifact from Gringotts, and then um, it's just like the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they go in, they're being led by a guide who betrays them at one point. They mm. have to go. They have to do some kind of magical puzzle to get the item. So I just thought it was very Indiana Jones esque when they go get the thing. You're trying to
3: get me to like this movie, and you will not get me to like this movie.
0: <laughs> no, and then we get nice little uh, HBC playing Hermione, which I loved as well. Yes, you know? the best a Bonham Carter.
2: Oh yeah, we get the Polyjuice, which is which is always fun. Um, my issue with this is again, we don't know what any of the Horcruxes are no. or why they would be what they are. Like. But we do know what
0: a diadem is because that's explained in the movie. <laughs>
2: right. But like Show the check. fact that they're going to get this cup of Hufflepuff, like oh, right. as an audience like Joe, you didn't read the book or anything, like did you know what the hell they were going to get in Green knots?: No. Nope, neither not at did all. they
3: um, I will say while we're talking about that sequence uh, I never thought about the Raiders of the Last Thing Leaders of the Lost Ark thing Jacob that's a very astute There's observation. A He's right. This <laughs> is the um yeah. this is the best ride I've ever been on. It's it's the one of the main attractions in the Wizarding World All is right. the the, the Gringotts. Gringotts Escape yeah. and um it's like the probably the best theme park attraction like I've ever a been on. Dragon Chases wow. You. Yeah, there's there's a mix of screens and animatronics, um, and they had you know HBC and some of the other actors record like additional scenes for oh a while you're in God. that minecart, and uh, it's legit. Probably the best theme park attraction I've ever been on. So Fair watching God. it this time, that was the first time I watched it since I rode that a couple years back. So that was kind of fun. It, it definitely brought back those memories. Nice. Yeah,
2: and that's I awesome. think like the way. Like this film is structured compared to Deathly Hallows Part 1. It's a lot slower. All the action is kind of here, starting with this Gringotts escape. This movie kind of feels like a roller coaster more than any of the other ones. It's the shortest one. So, I mean, uh, this is a very action-packed movie.
0: It's weird that it's so short. But um, I would say it's hard to judge this movie as a movie because it's more of... Uh, an event, really, and I, I would compare it to Avengers Endgame. Like this is the Avengers Endgame of the Harry Potter series, where it's really just like one big battle for most of the movie.
2: But uh, technically, buddy. Avengers Endgame would be the Deathly Hollows Part Two of superhero movies. Just timeline later. But, um, yeah. I
4: was so into this is what Rise of Star Wars should have been that I I was thinking about it in that direction, basically about how it's just it's all icing. It's all just the biggest, most bombastic scenes you've ever fucking seen. Payoff, payoff, payoff. You want character development? You want fucking uh, fan service? We'll fucking nail it all to you and we'll go fast and we'll move and we'll move and we'll move. But it kind of doesn't get there until you get to the Hogwarts stuff. Like it's the Aberforth right. on to the castle where I wish we would have just done that. But let me ask you this, Jacob. The big scene that you loved in the first part movie was the ministry heist. And then yes. the big scene that opens this movie is the is bank vault heist. heist Yeah. where you use a polyjuice potion, you go in, you do the same thing, right. you get tricked and stuff. It kind of, I mean, it, it cannot, they cannot survive together. Part of me really just feels like it, that's, that just does not work.
0: It's weird that it kind of opens the movie and it's like the main focus of the movie for like the first 20, 30 minutes. And it's like, this is the f- big finale, but we're going to just do this like little bank heist real quick. And yeah, it is kind of repetitive. But.
4: Here's here's my pitch, and I'm going to do a couple because we've said it before. J.K., we're only calling her that because she's a monster, but she does deserve <laughs> respect. She is very interesting in the writing that she's done for this series. I think I can clean this up a little bit, especially for the movie-verse. You know, this this isn't a problem with the book because it's all just one giant story. But for this... The hair set up in the last movie of getting HBC's hair to use for the Polyjuice Potion, that was something we saw in the last movie. You need to pay that off in that last movie. Cut some stuff out, rearrange some fat, have this scene be the capper for part one, and then let this whole last film breathe inside Hogwarts.
0: Yeah, if you look at it it as a a whole film, they cut it kind of weirdly because it just ends with Dobby's death, and then they start it with this. They... You're right, they should have just had this one and the last one and then ended after this or something.
3: Yeah, so basically what everyone is saying is my thesis is this is the biggest damage that Harry Potter did to pop culture, and it's my least favorite trend in all of movies ever. Mm. Uh, They ruined it, man. Trilogies are three movies, not four. Like, you had seven books, it was going to be seven movies. You split the last one for a cash grab and you end up with a really weird first 45 minutes of this movie that is just reminding people uh, things that they saw a year ago for the people who casually see these movies once In theaters, like me, so the first time I watched it, sure, this is great. This is a nice reminder. This time I was like, yeah, I know all of this. Why is the camera spinning around the characters while they (laughs) literally just dump exposition? So annoying. The only reason the camera is moving is because it's so boring that they thought, oh, if I move the camera a bunch, it's somehow good. I hated that. And then we got uh, you know the the Twilight's bit. Split the every, every movie after this, the final part became two parts, and that bled into the MCU as well, which is a little different, right? Because, like, that's you know a connected universe over like 20 movies or whatever. But yeah. I'll tell you, man, I would take Infinity War and Endgame as one movie and uh, over having this trend, you know, well, what at I mean? least then.
0: At least Infinity War and Endgame, like they work as individual movies, and you can watch just Infinity War and not have to watch Endgame immediately afterwards and still enjoy it. You know
3: exactly. This is it, it fails as a movie because it's not a movie. It's a second half of a different. It's movie a third act. The, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't have a story that's just a third act. So. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's why when we get to our ranking, that's why it landed where it did. I'm not going to say where for me, Mm -hmm. but it it, is fun of a ride. It is, it doesn't stand on its own. And like, you really do need a ton of information from the Deathly Hollows part one. Wow. And based on the book, I don't know really where you would have split it maybe after the bank heist, but it's like the last moment that you can like breathe is when they're at shell cottage. And then it's like, Bank Heist, Hogwarts, for like, it just goes. I just, so, like Mike, the only in moment my mind, they're, would be they're there. flying
4: away on the dragon is the last image. Oh, and it mirrors right. so Critics. much what we've seen the rest of the series, which is these sweeping sunrise shots, you know, that they always end on, these huge landscapes. Like, they're just, you know, I look, spoiler alert, I think I'm going to be the biggest advocate for this film. I just thought it was a blast. I had so much fun watching all these other movies that by the time it got around to this... I'm just like, the acting's on fire. You're giving moments for small characters to breathe that other film franchises just did not have the opportunity to because they just could not, you know, stack themselves out that long. And uh, I just, I love it. I love it. I hate how the spells look. This one is really bad with just multicolored blasts of light just sort of right. flicking at each other. <laughs> That's, That's what like I call like a G. the G.I.
3: Uh, Joe movie all of a sudden with like yeah. laser <laughs> blasts yeah. everywhere. It's Power Rangers.
0: That's the David Yates effect, really, because yeah. once he took over, the magic kind of came uniformed with this, like where they're not shouting spells barely ever, um, and they're just doing, yeah, they're just... Shooting lasers at each other, they're
2: which, just guns,
0: yeah, <laughs> it is um, which I guess for the movies to make it more the action more cinematic, it makes sense, but I kind of miss the you know the idea that it, all spells are different, and you have to say the name of the spell, and they all do different things, they're not just different flashes of light,
2: right, and I can't remember which movie we we've talked about, but there was a scene in the book where they explained that they were being trained on how to do um nonverbal Wordless, magic yeah. Just put that scene in any one of the movies. Right. And then we could be like, okay, yeah, these guys are just so trained that they don't use verbal magic. Instead, right. we're just like, eh, what the heck? And like so you said, I'll say, yeah. uh, let me just blanket statement. Again, there's things in the book that make a lot more sense, particularly with the importance of so, what items Voldemort used as horror cruxes, which is just lost on the absent viewer. So it, it, these movies really leaned on the fact that, like, They knew their audience coming in has already read the book and they took shortcuts that I think kind of hurt the movie, even though the action scenes are fun. that's
0: right. And not even just the horcruxes, but um, because at the end of the day, it's like seven MacGuffins that, you know, we have to collect Mm -hmm. and destroy. But also the fact that, you know, the whole Aberforth, Dumbledore and everything and Sirius's mirror, which is really never explained in the movies at At all. all. And it's like Harry gets that mirror in like the fifth book, like at the end of the fifth book, right? And it's like Sirius's mm-hmm. mirror that he gives him that he can look. And he can, you know, if he ever needs him, he can communicate with him.
2: That's never explained.
0: Yeah. He's just looking at nah. this, this mere fragment at one point. It, and Jacob, sees-
4: to your point, it's like if they didn't use it, it would make sense to not explain what it is. But for every movie since number five, he has had scenes of him staring in the broken glass, seeing right. Dumbledore, wondering what that mystery is. And then for it to end up where he's like, well, I don't know, I bought that at a yard sale from Mundugus <laughs> Fletcher and it's kind of associated yeah. to you, but whatever. You're like,
0: what is this? Well, I guess you're supposed to make the connection that M- Mundungus Fletcher like, took, stole a bunch of stuff from the He Grimmel robbed
4: place. Sirius,
0: yeah. Yeah, which happened in the last movie. But they don't do a good job of explaining that in the movies at all. So it's just like a they kind Why the sh- mirror
2: is a two-way communicator yeah. <laughs> at all?
0: Yeah, and like, Harry thinks it's it's Albus Dumbledore, but it's actually his brother, Aberforth, who's just some random guy that's also there. Um,
2: Can we talk Aberforth, then? It's like yeah. a major omission... Um, first of all, you have a brother? Yeah, just in this book. <laughs> of course. Right. Well, I, technically,
4: up? I've got uh, another brother in a different franchise, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, well, I think well, I. It, yeah. it, it, yeah. Well, I want to talk about the one thing, guys. It's Siren Hines. It's Irish actor Siren Hines coming in and doing oh, this. And tell. who do we know him as? Oh, just a little guy named Mance Raider, King Beyond the Wall.
0: That's right, another Game of Thrones
2: actor. Oh, nice.
0: Um, I couldn't really. I didn't even notice because of his his hair and beard and everything. The makeup's
2: killer. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: But um, um, I think in the books, the whole Dumbledore's family stuff works because the whole point is that Harry he never revealed that stuff to Harry. He was very secretive about his personal life and his history. So then Harry's like reading this newspaper article and he's like, "Wow, Dumbledore never told me any of this." You know, so it kind of makes sense in the books. But in this is just kind of like, where did all this come from?
3: In the movie, it just feels like you know. Obi-Wan Kenobi is gone and oh, here's his brother, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, and yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi's right. gonna take us the rest hey, of the kid. way.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it's kind of like that in the book too, but there is like a little bit more payoff where you learn about Dumbledore's relationship with Grindelwald and how he was ready to be, you know, wizards first, and like he was so blinded by this cool idea that his <laughs> hot new friend had that You know, he was ignoring stuff, and then eventually he realizes what an asshole um, Grindelwald is. They get in a fight, and then someone shoots a stray spell that kills his sister. Right. And he doesn't know if it was him or Grindelwald or whatever. So he carries this guilt with him, and that's the vision that he's seeing when he's drinking that potion Mm. in the cave—is his sister dying, and that's like his most painful, darkest (laughs) memory. Yeah. None (laughs) of that's in the movies. To the audience, the
0: movies—he just points to a picture of. A woman, he's like, I bet he never talked about her, did he?
4: Yeah, it's yeah, like, no, and who is like, that? Okay. <laughs> and technically, I don't want to be this guy, but technically, uh, Ezra Miller's character, Krusty Rumble Shacks or whatever his name is, <laughs> should also be up in a picture, like, or him, Constance? right? He's yeah, well, here's from. what I don't,
3: you made two other dumb movies in this universe and you didn't explore that, that nope. story, right? And know, also, or, the whole Grindelwald uh,
0: Dumbledore thing that must have happened at, before. When Jude Law is Dumbledore, and then he, because at that point they've already kind of yeah, they're old now. Their separate ways. They're not that old. Though. Yeah,
2: but it happened when he was like a youth, like a year. Like so, yeah. He Grin dabbled Hall, in like fascism. Johnny Depp and Jude bit. Law had he a made fight. A blood yeah. pack <laughs> he dabbled
0: in it. They kissed each so other. that's left out. They and that's dabbled a, in fascism.
2: Right. They storm the, the point Capitol. being that's a really big character moment explaining Dumbledore's motivations for like keeping secrets and stuff and like what his personal struggles were and it's just like. No, we don't need that. But we do need Hermione to fucking dance in the previous movie for no reason. (laughs) I'm telling you, there are
4: moments I could find to cut out of that movie, Mike, even though it's 30 minutes longer than this one. I could get that movie down 20 minutes and still put in a 10 minute ending of them robbing the bank and still make it work, I think.
0: Well, yeah. Well, some of the stuff that they choose to focus on this movie, it's like you're, you're spending your time, your limited amount of time on this. Like when Harry has to go talk to the ghost of uh, the daughter of Ravenclaw and it's the like, most what?
4: extra ghost of all time. <laughs> so leave me yeah, it's alone, like, girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It just seems like so unnecessary. Like you, you don't need, like we want to see more, you know, Harry and Voldemort and stuff. We don't want to see this
2: extra stuff. I was bummed that that scene with the ghosts, I think it happens in the Ravenclaw common room, which they're like, it has the best view and all of Hogwarts and it's up in the tower. You never get to see the Ravenclaw common room in the movies. And I was kind of bummed about that. But, you know, that plot point could be really speedlined because the Battle of Hogwarts, I think, is really good once it gets going. Yes. Overall. Better than in the book, I would say, even like the yes, way the Battle of Hogwarts me. is done almost makes David Yates feel competent because it is really really well done on film
0: There's some good stuff i do have some problems with a couple things though um which we can get into
2: yeah but i don't know if anybody else has other kind of notes about weird stuff in the movie but i mean it is basically the whole point is to get to the battle of hogwarts yeah. so, I, mean,
0: I do like when when harry f- purpose of this yeah when harry first shows up at hogwarts and we see neville And Neville's like the leader of the Hogwarts Resistance. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love the whole like Hogwarts Resistance that they had. And so it's another great movie for Neville watch because he gets to do a lot of cool stuff in this one.
2: Yeah. Right? This is what codifies the 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 love of Neville for Uh, fans. I mean, guys, I will say this.
4: Um Mike, we met you a little later, but potentially, I believe I probably saw this in the theaters with Joe and Jacob. It was when we were friends, so it would have been around this time. So I think I did it at least with some college people. But the biggest pops of the theater are Neville related. When he's on the bridge and it blows up and when he kills Nagini. I just remember the audience going crazier than any other event in the movie. People were so primed to like Neville at this point.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, that totally turned me around on the character. He's he's the only character in Harry Potter that I give a shit about at all. Uh, like, I know. The only really moment that sticks with me in all of Harry Potter is when Neville walks out and is like, hey, I got something to say. I don't fucking care that Harry <laughs> yeah, Potter's dude. dead. Fuck you. Right. I'm coming for you right now. It's the shit. only part of these movies that I'm like, yeah, let's do it. It's I also like now. when uh, show. <laughs>
4: uh, I get it. Well, yeah,
0: I like when Neville comes out and then he's like, and then Voldemort's just like, okay, I'll let you give an inspiring speech real quick. Um, but uh, the again, this is the Avengers Endgame of the Harry Potter's franchise, and when he pulls the sword out of the hat, that's the cap picking up Thor's Absolutely. hammer moment.
2: He's Captain America. You're yeah. totally oh, right, Jacob. That's great. Yeah. I do like the cutaways to Voldemort's cronies as he's allowing him time to give his heroic speech. Let's hear about. Yeah. let <laughs>
4: some of them bail. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we gotta go. That was a scary speech.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> right. a big problem I have with one character um, not getting like the payoff that they deserve or like the character development uh, is Draco Malfoy. Right. Yes. So he ends up being mm-hmm. a really weak character. But if you compare it to Snape, like Snape. Gets all this interesting character development and background and stuff. Malfoy is supposed to be like Harry's n- main rival, like in school. Like he's his Gary Oak, right? To Harry's Ash. But he gets mm-hmm. such a weak ending where it's just like, oh, um, okay, I'll go with my parents, and, and yeah, then you just see him to escape the epilogue, and
4: but... leave
2: with them. He gets that weird hug from Voldemort. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the, that's <laughs> the creepy uncle hug. <laughs> Come here, good boy, yeah, good like, boy. Happened. But He doesn't
0: get to do anything. He doesn't get any kind of no. uh, redemption or anything like that. He's just, you know, a very weak character in the end.
2: Yeah, and even in the book, he doesn't get much. But he does get a little bit more, where like they save him twice, like once from. The room requirement being on fire. Right. And then um, they save him, and he gets up and he starts talking shit, and Ron just punches him and knocks him out. <laughs> like, that's yeah. and basically Goyle, just out of commission. Goyle
0: gets all burned up.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we have Crab and Goyle, but in, in the movie, it's like Crab and Tyler. Yeah. No, in like this, some, it's, yeah, like it's Goyle and,
0: and other Crab. Yeah. Other guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Goyle's gone now. But if Goyle can do a spell that causes four giant flame monsters to wreak that much <laughs> destruction, that like the flames are unextinguishable. Yeah, who knew Goyle yeah. was like? Yeah. Where, Where did, did he learn that? Well, he <laughs> straight up does a <laughs>
4: yeah. Cadaver. I mean, Malfoy's not even throwing
0: those out, so you're kind of like, damn mm-hmm. cronies. Well, and they set like, it up so well, like strong. in the sixth movie, like Malfoy is such a big part of that, in like him struggling with his, you know, mission to kill. Vo- dumbledore and everything and you can feel like his guilt and stuff but then they kind of don't really do anything with that for the sixth movie and he's kind of forgotten
2: jacob that's yeah, a, i do like uh,
4: well i was just gonna say an interesting point to that that i've found on the social media side of things and i've never engaged in this stuff before it's interesting that i am going to talk about some of it on this shipping did you know there's a huge <laughs> part of the community that is like well malfoy actually should have ended up with, with hermione because he needed to learn the lesson about how he was racist the whole time. They had nothing right. in common, but that's actually what they have in common. And you know, yeah, I know I called you mudblood a bunch when you well, we were kids. But. You know, and at the end of the day, I'm so strong with my shipping about Harry and Luna that I gotta give it a pass, guys. I gotta say, let these people have it. Sure, whatever you want, man.
2: I wouldn't call it the OTP, but I guess I see what they're going for. That's one true pairing for those. At home oh, who interesting. Don't know. About shipping rules. (laughs) That's what
0: Harry and Luna are.
2: That's 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 Colin's OPP. Not Ginny. Not a
4: character who just goes, I know. And then they kiss each other in the mouth. When fucking, let's go back to Neville. When he comes out and he goes, I'm fucking jazzed. This is, you know, I'm I'm exhilarated. Guys, I got to go tell uh, Luna I love her. I am so ramped up all this. And he inspires Harry to have the least passionate peck on the mouth with his sister, essentially. And just kind of mumble I love you to each
0: other. Again, Ginny, another movie where Ginny does nothing and Luna has more, you know, to do with the story. Mm-hmm. So I don't get yeah, it, but Ginny well, is just so overlooked look, in these
3: movies. Don't try to take Luna from Neville, okay? Like she, <laughs> She's getting the better end of this that's, deal. That's Joe's problem yeah, with true. it. Oh.
0: And I love in the end, oh, too, man. the final shot of the whole movie is zooming in on the old people, right? right. And then slowly it just cuts Ginny out of the frame and just has the final, the main three
4: stupid wig that she has on Jacob, no, we cannot talk about that end scene yet, we gotta save the epilogue
2: 30 30 minutes yeah, Yeah, we'll, we'll get that Even like when they come into the DA and the rumor requirement through Abelforth's bar, and then like Ginny shows up in the Red Sea parts, and it's supposed to be this moment, and there's just nothing. There's no chemistry, there's nothing. (laughs) It's terrible.
0: Also, I just want to point out that Luna was imprisoned by bellatrix lestrange right and escapes with harry and them and everything and then is just somehow back at hogwarts when she
4: they goes to, to school she i to thought about that too it was when she walks out with neville i was like this doesn't right. make any
0: sense no yeah. she's just back at hogwarts like nothing happened
2: well in the books i guess because her dad like did try to catch harry maybe the, but a lot of wizards it's mandatory that you go to school because voldemort's people want to keep an eye on all the magical kids so like, right so
0: did. She just showed up and was like, sorry, I was imprisoned by a Death Eater. For, by like, you,
4: by yeah. the and people like, who run this school. You should probably turn me back in. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I'm not sure. But her dad was kind of working with them, you know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, That's a good pothole of <laughs> one of many that we'll I just we'll think they needed her this. to
0: be back at Hogwarts, so she yeah. was.
2: I think she is in the book, too. But anyway, yeah, she's um, she's the first person to speak in this movie. We see all this sad imagery, and like Voldemort's got the wand, and we remember that Dobby's dead. And then she says, in Shell Cottage, it's beautiful here." So, despite being yeah. tortured and locked up, she has her, yeah, her mindset. Sick. You yeah. know, that's she like she talks about wind chimes. Mike, the, good the whole time,
4: I was just focused yeah. on her. I was like, "God, just give it all up, Harry. Grab that hand and evaporate with her. Just, <laughs> yeah, get, just get out of all of this."
0: Get no, it done. I guess yeah. Neville deserves Neville and Luna is the are the main Ugh. should be the main protagonists of this movies. Yeah,
2: they're the only two characters I like. (laughs) Neville was the real chosen one. Yep. And I've always I've been saying for a lot of these that my least favorite thing about the Harry Potter franchise is Harry Potter. I like the universe and I like some of the side characters in the world building, but I don't like Harry. So I'm with you, Joe. Sure.
0: And did that change with this movie?
2: No, it's the same. He's never done a single thing by himself. <laughs> but, but
4: Mike, you brave. had that complaint the entire time. He is so brave. When he grabs Tom's hand and says, let's do this, let's take it back how it started, you know, together, and they jump off the thing. Mm-hmm. That is that is a moment that wins me over. I was looking for strong, hairy moments this time.
0: Yeah, I mean, he goes into the woods ready to die and accepting that he's he's going to have to sacrifice his life to kill Voldemort. And, yeah, then and then ask some um,
4: very childlike questions to Ghost Jacob, like, does it hurt? <laughs> Will it hurt? Can that guy see me? <laughs> <laughs> He's dying And
2: then dangerous? seems very confused when he can't touch them. <laughs> Quicker than falling asleep. Yeah. Um, oh. It's better than the rise of Star Wars, though, where we didn't get any forest ghosts. Mike, voiceover. once again,
4: this is what I'm talking about when I say this is how you want it to end. We all, you know, just normies like us had the idea that that last film would end with, oh, there's word, you know, that Hayden Christensen's on. There's word that, you know, uh, all these people are back. And you go, wow, I bet there will be a force ghost scene. Then you're watching the movie. The first line Ray has when she's training. The forces cut off the voices to me. I, I can't hear anyone else. And you're sitting thinking, okay, so thematically by the third act, there's going to be this rousing blue hologram scramble of a thousand people we've never seen before. Mace, window, all these people.
0: No, none there, of it. There kind of was. It was just audio only. I mean, it's she just had that movie where all it's the Jedi so were talking about. It unsatisfying, to her. Jacob. It
3: doesn't yeah. mean I it. anything. I liked it. No, was dude, moving. it was fine. It was, uh, it was just a, a podcast she was listening to <laughs> yeah. of motivational speeches from That's dead right. Jedi. I actually. told
2: Tony I mean, Robbins, do you want to defeat the Sith Lord? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I got to say, overall, in that movie, which I didn't like, I did like that moment, though, even though it's just audio, because you get all the different Jedi. You get Ahsoka, you get. Um, you, you know you don't the know others. Yeah. nobody Qui-Gon knows Gyn. it's ahsoka my dad when he it's watches Mando and is.
4: asks me who ahsoka is it's not like i could say well, that. Sure. oh you don't remember her voice <laughs> from the two seconds in rise of star wars
0: no <laughs> but it's 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 a nice little fan service i think but you know no. i understand yeah
2: but back to the ghosts in this you know and you know harry does have to show some bravery like I said, he's literally going to his death um i think at this point he's learned through the pensive right like The whole deal with Snape. So
4: Snape has died by this point. He's gotten the truth. He's gotten the answers to Jacob's point. The people he summons here. Yes, his mom's there. Yes, his father. But it is his mentors. It is the people who have protected him, guided him. I'm kind of shocked. If I'm Harry Potter, kind of like, well, if I'm making these movies, I'm kind of like, let's get Robert Pattinson in there, you know, for like two (sighs) seconds at least. Like, let's do another Mm -hmm. Cedric thing. But if I'm Harry, I'm like, ooh. Albus Dumbledore didn't show up. There seems some power to the fact that Dumbledore was not in that crowd of dead people with him. And then, of no, course, then, we get the scene with him later. Yes, where come. obviously yeah. the mentorship goes through. But when you're looking at your loved
0: ones around you and you go, Where is my grandpa, basically? I was thinking about how, like, Harry's parents are seeing, like, Lupin's ghost for the first time. They're like, Damn, they got you too. You know, because they didn't know he was dead.
2: <laughs> right, right. And the <laughs> other thing, like, with, with Lupin, as like, you know, we don't really care that much about. We know him from Azkaban, and he really hasn't done shit since then. But in right. the books, he's doing a lot more. You learn that him and Tonks are going to have a kid. When he mentions his kid in the scene, you didn't even know they were pregnant. Like that was some well, nice they said kind of in
0: a previous movie, they're like guess
2: what? We're having a kid. In like Well, no, they scene. say, guess what? I, we're, we're, and then Mad-Eye cuts her off. So they don't even we're, finish the line. We're
4: jumping around a lot. The film is good in its pacing in that it lets mm-hmm. the breathing before the final battle happen, where there's already been some stuff, kind of lose. We recount the dead. We see all the people. But before that, there's a good scene of everybody just preparing the castle for the siege, where obviously narratively, they know what characters are gonna die so they know to give them a little juice like we see the Mm -hmm. twins talking to each other so that that's powered up a little more when we know that one of them's
0: gonna go
2: Tonks and Lupin reach out to each other so they do give them a little scene or two here to kind of build it up we see Um,
0: Lavender, the girl that was like in love uh, with Ron that everyone cares about she died she gets her um, throat
2: you. bit out by a werewolf,
4: Jacob. What if yeah. your ex-girlfriend, who you, you know, just had like a <laughs> fling with, you fucking got her throat ripped out in front of you? Right. Like, and then
0: speaking of uh, ex-flings, you know, um, we get the return of Cho Chang in this movie, who has you know, two lines saying, oh, well, a diadem is very similar to a tiara. And that's what she gets to do in this movie. Um, so good for her. That's right. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Thanks.
2: In the book, it's funny because like uh, they're like, someone's got to show Harry to Ravenclaw Tower. And then Cho's like, I'll do it. And then everyone's like, no, you, you sit down. you know, <laughs> Luna's going to do it. You stay here. Yes. No, we're letting Luna do that. Get the cool Ravenclaw. So it was good. Right. But yeah. And um, then we
0: get, um, I also want to point out, so the Neville bridge thing, when they're going to blow up the bridge, they have Seamus Finnegan the only Irish character that we know That's of right. who, again, loves to blow things up. It's, he just loves it, um, This is, it is how you Irish know JK, JK is like the worst kind of English person. Right, right. The, <laughs> the Irish silly Irish explosion.
4: and their bombs. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. But we do get the statues and McGonagall is like such a sweet old lady. I've always, always wanted, wanted to that. use that spell, you know. There's that cool was great. I love here. some
0: McGonagall action.
4: Uh, We get the sweetest McGonagall action. A lot has been pointed out of her retaking Hogwarts from Headmaster Snape that when they go down to the duel, he very cleverly does a spell to sort of, when he's disarming it, hit the two Death Eaters behind him and then quickly evaporates away himself. And then it turns into like... Sorcerer's Stone for two minutes where they pump that score. You see a bunch of like five-year-olds jumping and dancing. It's a very nub-nub moment. (laughs) That's another
0: thing I was thinking about um, as I was watching this. I was like, what if... Um, this was your first year at Hogwarts. Like you're a first year oh, student, man. and all this stuff happens in your first year. Like you're
4: drafted into a war. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it insane. happened for some people. Jacob, you have pointed out a lot the Blitz, you know, sort of commentation for yep, World yep. War II. This is yes. the final siege. I mean, this is the Brits standing up to the Jerrys, Like truly, yeah.
2: that's right. yeah. It really feels like a war movie. Like when just even the way it's shot and the rubble and moving through it. Like the triage scene at the end. It's like yeah, this feels like. You know, some Banner Brothers ass shit.
0: That's right. Which I didn't expect some, from my wizard movie. We get some <laughs> wand battle action. We get some dueling. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I'm kind of disappointed in is the death of Bellatrix Lestrange. Right? Who gets to do it? Oh, Ron's mom. Um, I thought it would be. I love that. I, you know, it's it's the okay. But, stay away from here, you bitch. But then also, yeah, it's she like kills, a nice little alien Jacob. moment. Yeah, <laughs> like, she, she fucking, fucking murders.
4: Kills. Her.
0: But. uh... I would have had it. So in the earlier movies, Neville, he's kind of built up, you know, Bellatrix is kind of like his Voldemort. She's the mm-hmm. secondary villain. He's like a secondary character, but um, she's his own personal Voldemort because she tortures his parents and all this. And that's kind of built up in like the fourth and fifth movies and stuff. And then mm-hmm. instead, like, I, I think Neville should have killed Bellatrix and then have someone else decapitate the snake. But... Um, I mean, that's a cool moment too, but that's kind of how I would have done things. So I think he gets a better character payoff by killing Bellatrix. It's
3: he like should have gotten to do both of them. And, then and kill Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey, and sure. can I fix, I was thinking about this the entire time too, I know it's going to sound like I'm obsessed with shipping. Neville should be the one who ends up with Ginny. He is the loser the entire time. He's the you know castaway. The other kids don't think he's cool Ginny, a popular person in the book, she's like a very popular student, needs yeah, yeah. to bring him into the fold, show Ron that Neville is cool, that he could be accepted. And then if his final moment was saving Hermione, his basically sister and brother-in-law with Ron by cutting off the snake that's about to kill them's head, he would be the hero of a lifetime. Like, that would be such a right. good payoff.
2: And I do like, because... Uh Mama Weasley has so much motherly energy, and he lost his parents. He didn't have a family, so to speak, except his grandma, who was real hard on him. So he would be adopted into the Weasley family. Oh, I I can... It works. I wanted to have I've, Luna I've done with those. Ginny, but. Yeah. No. So just switch the no, pairings. No, no. <laughs> Harry and Luna, Neville and
0: Ginny. It all makes no, sense. No, uh, it, it makes sense. Neville so
3: much and worse. Luna are the two outsiders. They are too good for this bullshit, and they're outside <laughs> of the system on their own, Bonnie and Clyde style.
2: <laughs> he does love plants, and I could totally see him like doing his his is botany, and then she's also growing like weird magic plants with fur frums in them oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah. speaking of the of garden,
0: even in the epilogue of the book, I believe they mentioned Neville is like the professor of herbology at Hogwarts now, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, she works know, for the, the willyweed
2: scene. It was great, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, should we talk then before the because the battle is the battle, but we do get before Harry goes to sacrifice himself the big snape exposition dump. I have a question written here. Um, is Snape the ultimate simp?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike, he's,
2: uh, yeah, he was, he's
0: he's an incel who was, uh, you know, in love with a woman at a, at a young age, never got over her and just, um, you know, became a, uh, an incel online or, or what would be online in the magic world. But, um, I liked I, I you know people say it's oh it's such a great redemption for this character I don't know if it is because basically he was a, a Nazi and then was like well I'm okay with everything else but then you wanted to kill this one woman and that's what like changed my mind about everything and I became a double agent for the good guys I don't totally buy that as like a, a, a redemption arc you know
3: I also have a question what what does him killing Dumbledore accomplish other than like well, uh would have wrecked Draco? So Yeah, Draco
0: was hesitating to do it, but um Snape had oh. the made the unbreakable vow that he would help Draco. And then also yeah, Joe, I think Dumbledore it's just a political knew he was,
4: play. Yeah, but Dumbledore it's, it's knew- a
0: what? Well, here's the thing. Dumbledore was first of all, he knew he was dying because that curse that fucked up his hand was like spreading they mentioned and like he had like basically a year to live so he Mm -hmm. knew he was dying anyways and he knew he had to die at that moment for um you know things to happen so it just made sense that (laughs) snape would do it instead of draco
3: Oh, okay. Because it literally accomplishes nothing story wise, and then Snape dies in the next scene he's in. I mean, it. So I like, think it's just what, what is the point?
4: It's political to get him to Voldemort's side. It makes you look like a better double agent to say, oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, your so allegiance like, is so pure
2: and true. He killed, takes over yeah. Hogwarts as headmaster. Yeah, so, know, so it's so to get Voldemort to trust him. him. Yes, I get
3: that. I get all of that. But he doesn't accomplish anything as the double agent, he just yeah, gets killed. Yeah, he does. Killed. Oh, well,
2: maybe they didn't explain it well enough. As a double agent, he's the one who sends the sword to the frozen lake in the previous movie so that Harry can destroy the Horcrux. He's feeding. They kind of mentioned that. his. So so he's keeping an eye on the school. His
0: Patronus is a doe, which is the same as Harry's mom's was. And in the first Deathly Halls Part 1, you see a doe Patronus when when Harry finds the sword. So it's implied that he sends the sword. Yeah, in the yeah, book, yeah. it's
2: explicit that he sends the sword. Right. But yeah, I, as a movie viewer, even when they do the flashbacks, they don't show him like taking the sword of Gryffindor and going into the woods and casting the shit to help Harry. It's just
3: the like, sword that like what gets traded to a goblin. I I don't know, man. It just <laughs> like I don't get the Snape pipe at all. Like I think he's an, an asshole loser who does one sort of good thing out of an obligation to a girl he had a crush right.
0: On. Yeah, it's not even for any kind of good reasons. It's just because he was in love with this one woman. And, like, so if Harry's mom didn't exist, um, you know, hypothetically, Snape would still be totally
2: bad and be a follower of Voldemort still. A Nazi. And he, even without Nazi wizard nazi stuff he's just a bully to his students like even in the, like he is an asshole yeah. he's a bad he's the petty, classic shitty person danger.
0: yeah he's the classic was yeah. bullied in school as a kid so he grew up and became a bully because that's the vicious cycle of bullying right
2: so in the end he does something self-sacrificing to save the day but it does not fully redeem him as a character it's not like the whole time he was good no he's doing shitty stuff the whole time and reluctantly working on the side of good obviously. well and guys
4: we should say it pays off Jacob Severus Potter. You're named oh, after man.
2: two of the bravest
4: headmasters
0: yeah. I know. Well, this is this is something I wanted to mention as the ep- even in the book I hated the epilogue because it was just like bad fan fiction. That's what it read like because it's like,
3: yeah. can we oh, can we, we talk about this <laughs> high school? Yeah, right, right let's do time.
2: it. The, the duel yeah, happens. It's, like, it's
0: badass. We're, we're gonna Magic's go back to up. the
2: fighting probably, but it's <laughs> epilogue time. Yeah, it's epilogue time.
0: It's it's so it's so fanficky and it's like. Oh, Harry and Ginny had two kids and their names were Severus Albus and Sirius Remus James Lupin or whatever. <laughs>
2: they it's just they like just, was
0: best friends.
4: The Most fanfics
2: oh,
3: it, it just it just kills me that it's it they look like exactly the same, but it's a high school production of like yeah. rumors and they all need to look in their thirties. So they give taller. Ginny like a mom cut and like that's it.
0: Yeah, their faces look Ron the same. Ron just looks
3: tired. Like
0: <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little uncanny, uncanny valley because they don't look. Yeah, their faces. They look like kids still, but they're like taller, and they're like supposed yeah. to be adults, but they don't really look like it.
3: Are you? Are they even taller? Look, the the aesthetic of this movie is dirt to me. Like like that is the <laughs> the color palette is dirt yeah. that like goes through the entire movie, <laughs> and then you get to this end washed out epilogue where they all just look like. Deadly pale and have like, <laughs> it, it, like it, they the, are the worst, people for st- the yeah. worst <laughs> stage makeup I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, yep, Ginny's. Look at Ginny's hair. She's a grown woman now. Let's get you away from Ginny as quickly hair. as we can.
4: Well, didn't you see? We put a pearl necklace on her. Obviously, yeah. she's forty.
3: Only moms wear pearl necklaces, which just seems like, oh yeah, that that's how that clicked. Did they yeah. do anything to Draco? Like, Draco looks exactly the a little same. Little goatee. It's like,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it okay. just
0: shows and, Draco and It's like, ah, Draco's still there, and he has a kid too now. I guess. Yep. Yeah.
2: The other thing is every person just marries someone they met in high school yeah they everyone never gets with meet their high school anybody sweetheart else for their entire sucks. life but that's the way the they wizarding don't world travel is because it's yeah, like harry right. harry's
0: parents met at hogwarts ron's parents met at hogwarts like that's where it happens that's the wizarding wizard romantic
3: life, man <laughs> that's there's one school <laughs> where all these people there's like six wizard families and they're yeah. all just like fucking fucked so much would that you
4: that like to marry married. my daughter
3: they're getting sold off and then they grow up to live in london why live in london at all why are they going to like the platform well well, yeah it's like wizarding
0: london like that's where it's happening man like there's not that many wizards so i feel like the place is like diagon alley is like a hot spot for wizards to hang out it's just like an alley so you know, they don't have a lot of places. It's just, it's just populated one back
2: street <laughs> wizard per square foot. Yeah. Their
3: adult voices, too, in this epilogue are like, I don't know how to explain it other than it seems yeah. like British people doing a British accent, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it just sounds like they're trying so hard to sound adult. Yeah, and You know what,
4: Joe? I Hermione actually had does the little, like, too.
3: mouth cover where she's like, oh, I, the chocolate frogs.
4: My thought is is that Daniel Radcliffe had two very explicit things that he wanted to accomplish in this movie. I think when he has the scene with uh, Dumbledore, that he asked to not wear his glasses in that scene. I think it frees up his face as an actor to kind of show off, I'm not going to be typecast for this stuff going forward. This is what I, Daniel Radcliffe, look like. And I think at the end, too, he's kind of like, and let me put something on. Like, I'm really going to act... Forty-five-year-old Harry Potter to show people I can do something different. Yeah,
3: it's possible. I don't know I mean, if he can. Is, I, I guess, don't know. <laughs> like I love him. I you know study. I watch
4: that show fucking Miracle Workers now that's on HBO. High recommend. You know this kid he kills it. My final thought on just him as an actor as we watch this whole series. He was Mm -hmm. the weakest the entire time out of all the other kids, out of all the other grown up actors. And it's kind of astounding what he's turned around and become, because I I think he's engaging and wonderful now.
0: And I think inversely, I think Hermione was like one of the better kid actors. And then post Harry Potter, she's made some like really weird career choices that I don't actually think that she's that good of an actress, really. Yeah.
2: What about Ron Weasley, though? What's he done? (laughs) Uh, Rupert Grint,
4: (laughs) Mike, yeah, that's very strange, you know,
2: the
4: the Grint kills it in the one when he finds the dead twin, when he has to run up and hug his uh, his Mm, other brothers and, you know, just cry that moment out, I thought there he's really killing it, the rest of it, when he yells like, leave my girlfriend alone, you know, a girl he kissed like an hour ago for the first time, it just feels weird and uncomfortable, he's not not the
0: best. I do think the Ron and Hermione romance is the best like romance in the series of, of the kids, you know, like they have the most chemistry cause they, they have more chemistry than Harry for and six Ginny
2: books and then smooch. Yeah. They don't yeah. like yeah, each I other guess. though.
0: But even in the last, in part one, I really like when they're sleeping and their like, hands are like almost touching. Like that's a really nice moment. But, um, so I think they have a little more chemistry
2: than Harry and Ginny at least. I mean, a, um, I, I, Inert nuclear reactor has more chemistry than Ginny. Yeah. (laughs) And again, last
0: thing I just want to say about the epilogue is that just that last scene made me laugh out loud because it starts as a four shot of the two married couples and then just slowly pushes in so that Ginny is out of the frame. It's just the main three. And I just like died laughing because I was like, how can you, you know. Let's was, let's talk the
4: transition into it because yeah. the, the feeling you get when they're on the bridge post the big victory, he's broken the wand and thrown it away, really feels lackluster for how it's about to end and the fact that it kind of fades to black and just pushes it on like mid shots of them, medium shots of their chests and stuff. Yeah. So that when it's, you got to feature the trio in the epilogue for that perfect shot like right. you're saying. But it's, but y- you just, you want to say, No, you can't do it on a close-up because you cannot trust what these kids look like in this scene. It's like I I don't even want to be anywhere near this last shot. It's it's so toxic.
0: And again, with the Elder Wand scene, another very like weird scene. Like It's the last scene of the current day stuff, and it just kind of ends after that. It
2: just fizzles.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's very anticlimactic.
2: Right, and um, I mean, in the book, he doesn't destroy the Elder Wand, which I like that he does in the movie. It's like, this thing is too powerful, also anyone can kill people, like Jacob said, why do we need this? <laughs> but I think he just buries it right. again with Dumbledore so, no. so it's like it's still out he there. He
4: uses the elder wand to fix that's his right. wand, Mike, which right. is the
2: scene that
0: needed to be in this movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I that's another the thing to destroy the stones.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing I was confused by because Harry's wand gets broken in the last movie and then yeah. I was confused the entire time whose wand is he using? What's going it was on? It's the Snatcher's blackthorn um, using Draco's. Yeah. And then I, Draco's I, well, after that. Well, they shook in that. Well, Ollivander identifies, like, Bellatrix wand and Draco's wand in the beginning, right? But I don't know what Harry's using. But it's very weird that he's not even using his own wand. And then when he breaks the Elder Wand and he just throws them away, it's like, I was thinking it could be very easy to, like, find those two pieces and, like, fix the wand. Like someone could easily like do that with magic, I think. Uh,
4: Jacob, I'll do better for you. He leaves the resurrection stone just in the woods as he's walking <laughs> yeah. around. He just drops it and walks away. Yeah. Somebody's going to find it. Mythical that.
0: objects, yeah.
4: Fuck. If he
2: was going to destroy one, he should have destroyed all three. They should have smashed the stone, burnt the cloak, and then destroyed the one. Like no, we should not have any Deathly Hollows left in our right. Deathly Hollows movie.
0: But he's just yeah. been using uh, the he's, cloak he's for years. He's keeping that cloak forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Which cloak has
2: like, like no his dad drawbacks.
3: just gave him that cloak. How does he just have that? They're supposedly cloak? descendant well, it's, it's confusing. Movie, right? They're
2: supposedly descendant of the legendary brothers, the Percivals or something. Right. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's, it's JK Rowling bullshit. Well, again, bullshit. it's like
0: Yeah, and it's these three objects, two of them have like monkey paw like implications, but this one's just totally fine to use and has no drawbacks. Yeah. You know. And then again, the the whole story it's like even why didn't even Ron know about the Deathly Hollows when he, his mom like told him the story as a kid, like,
2: like that's a very good cloak. And they never confirm it in the movie as one of the Deathly Hollows, like explicitly, no. do they? They never say, Harry, your cloak it is a Deathly Hallow. It kind of doesn't Hollow.
4: even make sense to call this, these movies the Deathly Hollows, Mike. They're so significant they to the overall. No, it should
0: be called Harry Potter and the Seven Horcruxes or
2: something.
3: Yes, exactly. So yeah, exactly. Harry Potter and the Cash Grab. Watch both parts. Yeah, <laughs> the first part's
2: really boring, by the way. Fuck you.
3: <laughs> but I like the first part
0: better than the second part.
2: Well, let's talk about then, like, what I think is the best part of this is the final battle. The Battle of Hogwarts is very well done. In the book, essentially, they're they're just like, what do we need, Harry? Time, as much as I can get. And then McGonagall's like, go do what you gotta do. So, in the book, it's essentially all Harry's point of view. The battle's happening outside, but you don't really see any of it. So, in the movie, you you do, and that's very cool.
4: Yeah, Yeah. the cut arounds Going to Ron and Hermione, getting the Basquist Fang, the fact that it's pretty much all dialogue-free, and we're just blasting that score and doing awesomely staged uh, mini-fights, you know, as we're running around the shots, it was fucking hidden for me this time, guys. It is, like, all-time
0: high with its power. It was cool. Um, One problem I have, it's it's a minor nitpick, I know, but when Ron goes to open the Chamber of Secrets... I don't believe that he could just learn how to do that from listening to Harry talk in his sleep. And he just knows exactly the correct thing to say in parcel tongue to open that. So, you know, minor nitpick, but (laughs) I'm not buying. Well, in the
2: book, he hears him say it to open the locket and he just remembers it.
0: Uh, But you know, this one, he's just like, do you know, Harry talks in his sleep?
2: Oh yeah. God, so dumb. (laughs) You know, it's like, but in the book, they just show up and say, we went down there and we got some shit, you know? So it's better to actually show them going together. There are, This is the only time where I think the changes from the book help it, you know? Um, Specifically with the final showdown with Voldemort. In the book, it's like Nagini gets killed, you know, and Voldemort freaks out. And then there's this dialogue about, ah, you thought that you owned the Elder Wand, but it turns out that Voldemort didn't lose the Elder Wand. It belonged to Malfoy and fuck you. And then Harry just like shoots him. But in this, they're like teleporting around. Yeah, it's like in, in one... One spot, it's over in like one second in the book. It's kind of anticlimactic.
4: And and Mike, again, these are the first one of these movies slash books was for babies. And the fact is, is that we're in a darkly lit place that's flashing lights as people are dying. You know, Neville gets like knocked out at one point. We saw the girl get werewolfed like she gets her mm-hmm. throat ripped out. It's kind of like uh, it's I don't want to say anti-Marvel or I don't want to say anti-Disney. But I'm not positive you would see such mature imagery for a last thing in those other things. You know, they cut well, away yeah, Thanos like, getting his head cut off. We get a close up of Nagini getting her head
2: cut off, which that yeah. is a woman. No, I like I that the.
0: Um, one thing I really like about this is that you know you do see like people dying, like major characters is dying, and it doesn't hold back on that at all, and it's realistic because it's like it's a war, people are going to die, so it's like that. I like that a lot.
4: We get the reprieve for just a minute, Jacob. You know, the battle's kind of subdued before it kicks back up. Voldemort's in people's minds. Give me Harry Potter. Give me Harry Potter. He's just walking around. This is when we see the dead. Mm -hmm. We see Emma Thompson, Academy Award winning actress, Emma Thompson for one line as she pulls a cloak over a kid and says, they've died. I mean, that is, that is one of a kind for a film series. Yeah.
2: I mean, it goes all the way dark for sure. And, um, yeah you know, the whole you have 1 hour to give me Harry Potter and you know there's tension there a little bit of time for a breather we've got
4: 1 hour right. i mean they turn it into a ticking clock you know it's it's it's
0: good movie making and then should we talk about so harry goes into the woods is Avada Kedavra by Voldemort, mm-hmm. and then he goes into a little dream sequence where he sees Dumbledore. Right? What did you guys think? <laughs> well, he about sees it, Jacob. What if you got
4: killed and you saw a little, a little Jacob puppet that
3: was like, ooh! <laughs> yeah. What's that, what is that little like abortion? <laughs> so that's like
0: there. the Horcrux yeah. part of Voldemort that it's inside of Harry because His when soul. Harry was a baby, that that's when he when he got the scar. That's when he got the yeah. part of Voldemort's soul inside him. So I think that's supposed to represent the Voldemort that's died inside mm-hmm.
2: of him. The pathetic. That's what little. I took away from
3: it. <laughs> Why does it have like arms and legs? Well, know. remember Goblet of Fire like when that. they bring There's out a little, that little
2: weird Voldemort baby and throw it yeah, into the pot? Yeah, it looks like that. Oh, it is. It is that. <laughs> it's the thing. same right. thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. that's what yeah. a weakened Voldemort fragment soul looks like. I guess.
0: Right. I guess.
2: Yeah, but uh, it's very weird. Little wormies. It's little wormies, but I guess yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, then Dumbledore comes back, and you know, it's in the book. It's pretty book accurate. You know, is this. All in my mind, of course it is, but why shouldn't it be real? You know, I some
4: I really like that line, there. actually. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's a, a great point. quote. The um, curious, isn't it, Professor? That my mother and Snape have the same Patronus. Well, I don't think that's curious at all, <laughs> Harry. I mean, um, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's do our check in on this Dumbledore. When I watch that scene, you bring him in, uh, you know, for one scene in this movie, sure he takes his whole day. They go, come on, we're gonna shoot this out. It's just all this green screen mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. Still fucking delivers, fucking crushes it.
0: Yeah, I actually, I like Michael Gambone Dumbledore a lot on this repeat watch. I always thought I was more of a Richard Harris guy. Two very different Dumbledores, but but he really grew on me over the course of these movies. And he's not really like how he's described in the book. Like, he's definitely a different take on Dumbledore, but I actually like... The
4: winking trickster, yeah. He's like a Loki more than anything else.
0: Yeah, but he's never like so like aggressive and like almost like mean... Sometimes, like in the book, he like he's not like that, but um, in the movies, he he sometimes is. You no,
2: know, this is our uh, Dumbledore the white moment.
3: The the perspective of all of this is just like so fucking weird to me, though. Like Harry Potter's parents are dead; they died when he was a kid, and all of the reveals with Snape are like. I don't know, maybe maybe your mom married the wrong guy. What do you think of that? <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, why are you giving Harry Potter this weird complex that is Get, not in alone. his control at all and like doesn't really fucking matter because well, all the characters in question are dead?
0: Yeah, in our previous movie, I like what they do with his dad because Harry kind of always looks up to his dad because he was told all these great things about him from his friends and everything. And then he kind of finds out that actually his dad was kind of like a bully and... In school, he's like the the jock bully who would bully Snape. So he kind of gets his own image of his dad kind of crushed, and um he kind of realizes that you know he's not what he thought he was. Well, and to that point, Joe, because I think that was a really good one. The
4: hero trope, the savior, the chosen one. This Harry Potter franchise has an interesting opportunity that it can have the the reviving stone, that he can the resurrection stone, that he can literally. Have a conversation with the people he has lost along the way and say, I didn't want you to die for me. You know, it is kind of bullshit, all this stuff Snake's talking about. I don't want to be the hero. I don't want to be the chosen one. No other franchise can really do that. There's just no opportunity for the hero, quote unquote, to literally face the people he has lost along the way to have the conversation with them kind of again why i wanted that in star wars so that you can say this is the weight of the world but also the weight to you let's get it all off together for the audience
3: i mean you get it with uh, ben solo and han solo having their their moment yeah very true
2: i guess another thing with harry potter too is it does offer a couple opportunities where he's like frustrated with being the main character like he gets pissed off with the amount of Shit that he has to go through just because he's the chosen one and he's only the chosen one because Voldemort marked him instead of Neville because of how he interpreted the prophecy. It was the act of trying to kill Harry that actually made him. Your rival and now you have a self fulfilling prophecy exactly. basically. So Neville
0: totally could have been the chosen one if
2: he just went to the other Voldemort house or chosen. Yeah. Did you guys yeah.
4: think again, strength to the writing, JK is very aware of the Joseph Campbell of it all, that she really is using that trope to say, well, let's comment on who the chosen yeah. one is. And you know, yeah, we've so. laughed that he's like a really uninteresting character <laughs> and that he's like a jock cop, you know, who's obsessed with his high school experience. Right. But even outside of that, it's still an interesting format to talk about the trope.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Right. And But that is kind of a theme throughout the books is that Harry doesn't want to be the chosen one. He just wants to be a normal kid in wizard school. And he just wants to go to school and like hang out and be a normal kid. Um, but when you're the chosen one, you have all this responsibility put on you. So I think it does a good job of showing that.
2: And that's ultimately where we land when he does go into the woods willing to die because he learns that. You know, sometimes you don't have a choice with your lot in life. And if he's got to die to destroy the Horcrux and get rid of Voldemort, then that's what he's got to do. And he accepts that, which is his bravest act in in the series for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think Harry's biggest strength as a character is that he's just like unfailingly brave and he might not be the best at stuff or he might not be the smartest, but he will sacrifice his life and he'll do whatever he has to because he's brave. And that's like his main thing. And that's why he's in Gryffindor um yeah so i think that's i think and like yeah, we were we were
2: that. talking about why harry didn't die in the woods like was it the resurrection stone or not you know he had already used it and just left on the forest floor where it belongs but it's my understanding that it's like the same magic that lily used to protect you know him he was able to use that magic to protect everyone at hogwarts because there's a line later when he's talking to Voldemort like did you notice your spells weren't landing properly and it's like it's because I sacrificed myself for the love of my friends thus protecting them with the same magic that protected me for all these years so it's like literally making it so Voldemort can't hurt anybody on the grounds after Harry dies coming back to life I don't know I think I think Dumbledore's just like yeah you could just get up dude you can you, <laughs> yeah, you can get off or it. you can just get it on a train. Of, it's up to you, man. By
3: the way, your dad shouldn't have been your dad. <laughs>
0: it's kind of a cop out because I, that's one thing I don't like is like it's built up like, oh, Harry has to die in order to kill Voldemort. But then it's like, uh, no, just kidding. You can come back to life. I mean, I guess but it's kind of like a in Jesus bed. thing. You know, you can be yeah. resurrected. But
2: well, again, the Deathly Hollows having so little to do with the actual Deathly Hollows like plot line, like it could have been a thing where like. You know, the Resurrection Stone, instead of Ghost, does give you a second chance. And as long as he had it, it kind of absorbed the spell. Well,
0: you literally introduced a thing called the Resurrection Stone. Why wouldn't you use that to resurrect Harry in the story? It just wouldn't make more sense. Kind of like, go ahead.
3: It's also like shot in a way where like he whispers into the snitch and then it it appears. I thought he was going to swallow that stone. I thought he was going to swallow the stone. And then come back to life.
0: I
2: wish to become the stone. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he should have done all (laughs) along. Wow. Um, Yeah, like the the Deathly Hallows themselves, absolutely, Joe, should have played a bigger role in the finale of the Deathly Hallows because basically the only one that has any importance is the Elder Wand.
0: Right. And the other thing about the Elder Wand. it just gets snapped in half at the end. (laughs) And the whole loophole of like, oh, see, you're not the true master of the Elder Wand. Yeah, who owns
2: wands? Please, let's go into this for a little bit. (laughs)
0: Well, this is there's a problem with this. It doesn't really make sense. I I guess we don't know the full rules of who can take you know ownership over whose wand. But when Harry disarms Draco in Bellatrix's mansion or whatever, he's not he doesn't have the elder. He's not disarming him of the elder wand. He's just disarming him of Draco's wand. So I guess it because he just disarmed him from some wand, he gets control of the elder wand. So
2: the but. way it's explained in the book is when you disarm a wizard in a duel. The allegiance of the wand falls to the person who did the disarming, which makes right. me think. So, anytime you're in dueling class, like somebody could just snatch your wand and like yeah. you can't do. I guess that. The and end they end have hogs in the street. <laughs> they play for
3: keys. Seriously, yeah. but, but if, again, but he's disarming his,
0: his he's disarming his personal wand, not the elder wand. So I guess it just transfers properties transfers yeah. ownership. Yeah. So any That's wand that you're a role. master of becomes. You know, if you can take one wand, you get them all.
2: Yeah, like you could be Grievous another for my collection. You know, you could just have all of them. Um, <laughs> Mike, but, why wasn't yeah. there a character using a wand in each
4: hand at the end of this movie? <laughs> oh.
3: Hair, Harry dual wields at the end. Yes, yeah, both. yeah it's true. Yeah, we need yeah. a
0: double. Uh, very wand.
3: true. Joe. <laughs> and he cuts wand. off Dooku's
2: head. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. The boy who lived. Um, here's what thing. A- I I have this Come in my notes. To die. <laughs> it's, it's very relevant <laughs> to the wand ownership. Um. So Voldemort's pissed because Snape wasn't the owner of the wand, right? So yeah. when he killed Snape, he thought he would get ownership, but Draco was right. the one who disarmed him. But, but let's say Mike, Snape... he
4: he doesn't use Expelliarmus, or why wouldn't you just use a Kedavra? He does a magic to slit his throat and then says Nagini kill. If Nagini kills him, the ownership
0: isn't going to transfer to you.
4: you well, that's idiot. what I'm
2: saying. If <laughs> well, it is, because Voldemort owns the Nagini. Yeah, Nagini would get the Elder Wand because she's a human but woman. But Voldemort. Voldemort owns what Nagini. If, hold on.
4: What and if also the Nagini final is Nagini's duel a was Nagini like, you know, like roaming around like a snake and it had a wand in its mouth and it was like <laughs> casting spells as it was just like going around. They were like, watch out, watch out.
2: It would make well, sense. Well, that's the in amazing the thing about
0: reconning Nagini to be a person was one of the dumbest things. And then JK acted like she knew it the whole time. And she even said, like, how long did you know Nagini was a person? And she's like, Oh, since the very beginning. Bullshit. No, you did not. No, you did not, yeah, JK. because
2: it makes the fact that Harry was a horcrux like a big surprise. You turned a human woman pretending to be a snake into a horcrux. Right. How, how did you do right. that? <sighs> but yeah, Nagini would have been the owner of the Elder Wand, and I would have loved to see her wielding it a yes. little now. <laughs> and and Nagini, then, you, know, you don't have to Expelliarmus
4: somebody or a disarmament a duel, if you cut their head off, that means Neville
0: gets the
2: Elder one. <laughs> and Neville is here hero once yeah. again. Yeah,
0: Neville's... There we go. I love and it. again, there with Nagini, also, the, just the fact that, you know, JK's problematic, you know, race issues of Nagini being an Asian woman, the only the second Asian character in this entire world, and the first one is Cho Chang, which is some, like, Frankenstein Asian name, which isn't a real name, and now we have a woman who's actually a snake and gets decapitated.
3: I hope in like five years we get a special edition Blu-ray steel case set, and they like George Lucas these up. And when <laughs> Neville cuts off Mungini's head, it's just like the Asian lady's head goes <laughs> flying, <laughs> and, she goes really, and she just goes back. That'd be to really yeah. Be yeah the she turns, a scene the where, head yeah, head she turns
4: into a nice woman at the end. <laughs>
3: yeah, and yeah, and then
2: he just.
3: Right, right, right at the head well, and has I think like obviously PTSD we need a because Nagini he
2: killed a human woman and he's all upset uh, we need a Nagini prequel
0: miniseries yes, about yes. because in Fantastic Beasts she's like ends up with Grindelwald but then in this movie Grindelwald's still alive he's like an old man that Voldemort goes to see uh, so at what point did she go from being with Grindelwald to like becoming Voldemort's personal pet we need a, we need a Nagini miniseries Yeah, Uh, Jacob,
4: the way that we got that Steve Jobs Disney presentation of all the Star Wars shows, (laughs) if the word Nagini just came up at a Warner Max or an HBO (laughs) uh Max presentation,
3: I would lose my mind. Yeah, there'd be one called Horcrux. (laughs) Each episode is about a different Horcrux. (laughs) There'd be one about Nagini. Yeah. There'd be one about the the banking claims. There'd be one called
2: Durmstrong and it's about the the <laughs> Northern European school yeah. from Goblin's. Yeah. No, there'd be fire. one
0: okay. called the uh the Ministry of Magic which just is yeah. a, a show about, you know, the daily goings on at the Ministry of Magic. And the unspeakable the department which we've of Artistry is the X-files yeah, of
2: the wizarding world. Right. Yeah.
0: No, but you could have I'm, like the Aurors. You could have an Aurors like cop show
2: of it's like, like law and order solving yeah. magical Why crimes. Why
3: wouldn't you? It's a feather and wand. It's law and order. We got a dead
4: house elf on our hands. In the (laughs) Wizarding World, the Justice
2: System.
4: Someone (laughs) needs
2: to do the long. Pay special attention to crimes against (laughs) muggles. These are their stories. Honestly,
0: this is what I don't get because we see it with Marvel now. We see it with with Star Wars. You know, Disney's making all these prequels and spinoffs and all these different things, which maybe we don't like all of them, but Mm. the Wizarding World is one of the most profitable franchises in history, and they're not really doing anything with it other than these weird Fantastic Beast movies that nobody likes, and they're making yes. like five of them. So why aren't <laughs> they doing spinoffs and stuff?
3: I,
4: I made the joke up
3: top said, guys. nobody likes them. <laughs> no but one it's does you know, like them. I
4: think about the things we've covered on this podcast. There is not an Alien world. There is not a Terminator world. You mm-hmm. know, think about the huge franchises that used to exist in the '80s and the '90s. Meanwhile, something comes around in 2000 called motherfucking Harry Potter, that we all love now, that Joe has been to the place for, that's astounding. How isn't there, you know, just for seven movies, well, eight movies plus two, Jacob's right. I mean, the, the cash cow that they are sitting on, and I think the trepidation now is, you know, there's such an anchor... That is JK just wrapped right. around this thing. What do we do?
0: Well, I think, yeah, there's two main problems, which is JK has like full creative control. So anything they want to do, they have to run it by her. And then the other problem is it's, you know, it's Warner Brothers and they fuck up all the time. I mean, just look at the EU <laughs> and how much that's been fucked up. So I kind of understand when you realize, you know, it's like as much as, you know, Disney, like it's like an evil you know, monopoly giant corporation, at least they know how to make like a connected universe, right? Yeah. Who's in charge of this It doesn't thing need
4: Crowd? to be connected. It can be about how selves, you know, the rivalry between humans and them a zillion years ago. It can be the formation of the Hogwarts castle between a the original four. show. There are, a whole right. motherfucking Quidditch show. Mike. Well, it's Quidditch just amazing. Nationals. Sports Something drama. that
3: explains why wizards shit in their pants. <laughs> they <clean it> up. <laughs> Give me a show yeah. set in that era.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah. even like even something like Game of Thrones, which before yeah. the terrible ending had like five spinoffs in development, and now I think they're down to like two that will maybe get made. Maybe. You know that haven't been canceled yet, but before the ending, you know, took everyone's interested in it away like they had all these spin-offs planned so why is there nothing in development for you know Harry Potter wizarding world there's so much there's so much they could do with this
3: world I just don't I mean care. I I feel like you're answering your own question there Jacob like there was that shitty Crimes of Grindelwald movie. That was yeah. a bad movie. But that's bad one movie. that's
0: one thing and it was it's a weird choice of setting and time period in the first place, but there's so much you could do in
4: present it's day. It's not going to
0: dilute it, Joe. That's you're that's only my as argument. Good
4: you know as what your I mean?
3: Last thing. Nice. But, that is but like the reality then of quantity. the quantity.
4: Just don't think about the quality. Think about the quantity. Just start shooting it <laughs> right. off. Just say, "I'm not the one who should be writing the Grindelwald movies, JK." Sit. <laughs> down and let other people say
0: i've got an idea for this i've got an idea for that if i can yeah again to compare it to disney and star wars they didn't you know they put out rise of star wars to not great acclaim and that but they didn't quit with that they made the mandalorian and got a lot of their goodwill back and now they're making all these tv shows so i just don't understand why wizarding world wouldn't do something similar to that
4: Find your see. Dave
0: Filoni. Find your John Favreau That can make something good with the, the audience world. is
4: there. I just wonder, Jacob, if you're right. If there is no super fan champion who could say,
0: "I'm the one."
4: You, you, you can just be the smile in the wave. You, you, you. Unfortunately, did this to yourself, J.K. Right. Nobody has the goodwill with you anymore. You have <laughs> no. to sit down. You but cannot again, force it.
0: Yeah, she has full creative control. She's the sole screenwriter of the Fantastic Beasts movies. So I guess it's, it's you know, people, I think, to make an apt comparison between J.K. Rowling and George Lucas, she kind of has to let her creation go and let other people yes. do things with it. Um, let it die.
2: You know, yeah. Well, maybe we got the answer right here. If we can just explain that you know unlike anyone else on this earth that we were the same age as harry potter as the books were coming out and we have a unique connection That's right. to this franchise hey, I've got a we're a million the ones for- to do it all the shows Mike, we came up I-
4: with Mike, Look, I kind of thought
2: you about know, that. You
3: know, how, uh, you know how wizards shit in their pants? It's just <laughs> I like <love> it. how <laughs> midichlorians are stored in the balls, okay? Oh, I understand bullshit. this franchise.
2: Hey, we already said double-bladed wand, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: hey, man, I'm sure, telling
4: you. Why not? Why, Mike, what if a guy came out with a giant wand? <laughs> it was like the bazooka <laughs> yeah,
2: <dude>. of wands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That would be incredible. No, I yeah. think there's a so like, million different things can't you could do. A Gandalf's walking stick be your wand. Why can't you have a huge ass piece of wood? You know, beyond do have, 15 um, inches. Even it's hmm. kind of what Mad Eye
0: does. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hagrid's wand is in his umbrella, and then I think Lucius's wand is in his like little cane that he pulls it out of his cane. With a his sword beard.
2: cane. That's yeah. a wand. By the way, that is the dumbest <laughs> thing. Like, no, that's the coolest, the coolest How dare you? <laughs> so How stupid. dare
0: you?
4: Alright, we've Voldemort's kind of been like, hitting the no, tail really end this. here.
2: Yes. Yeah, so yeah.
4: I, I say let's let's go. You know, let's let's drive out all these Death Eaters. Let's get back and, and take over our school so we can graduate and get the heck out of here and have our own epilogue. Let's talk about our final thoughts of the wizarding world here. In Potter. We're back. Hats have been sorted. Trolls have been let out in the dungeon. We've broken out of Azkaban. We've collected the Horcruxes. We've used our own Deathly Hollows. We found out Jacob's the Half-Blood Prince. We have done it all on this podcast while talking the Harry Potter universe on Normies Like Us. And now we're going to give you our final thoughts. It, it's going to be about this movie. It's going to be about this franchise. It's going to be about the books. It's going to be about everything. So let's hit it.
2: Yeah, so... I was thinking about this this week, and I'm watching the screen. I'm looking at my TV, and I see angry extremist militants led by demagogue marching up wow. hollowed steps, trying to take control through force, only to be stood up against by the better of us. And I also watch Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows 2. Um, <laughs> so the, the parallels, I think, of what a dangerous you know group of the population can be and the dangers it presents to the freedoms of average people is weirdly quite apt. And the Harry Potter series is kind of about what happens when evil is creeping in and trying to take over. Right. All that can happen is good people need to stand up and do the right thing, right? And yes. I, that's how I kind of look at it uh, besides teenage romance books. You know what I mean? For sure. It's, that's the core.
0: Which Phoenix is what core. makes it so baffling that, you know, JK was able to put these – political themes and stuff into the books and realize all this stuff. But then she still, you know, has makes these comments where she's actually like hurting a a lot of people Mm -hmm. and she doesn't realize it. And she can't kind of understand that. Like, you know, maybe, you know, she, I feel like she thinks she's infallible and her opinions are infallible. So no one can change her mind, but she should listen to people. You know, Jacob, you just said it. She should
4: listen to herself. We talked about how killer those Dumbledore quotes are when mm-hmm. he's just spouting out knowledge and says, remember, a life lived without love isn't a life lived. Mourn those people, not the dead. JK, right. you idiot. <laughs> love is the answer. You are the one who said that. You know yeah. it is the answer. You're being a
0: real Voldemort. Yeah,
3: well, she knows it's the answer if it's between a, a biological man <laughs> and a biological woman and that's it. And they had to have met in high school, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Truly. I think I think she probably identifies with Snape more than anything, and a lot of the importance that we put on her themes and shit is just people buying into the the nostalgia factor of they got caught up in the Wizarding World hype, and really these things are not that great. And I guess that's my final thoughts. Ooh, <laughs> I, well, I there's have, definitely some intentional
0: uh, themes that she puts into the books. I'll say that.
4: Uh, I'll use my final thoughts to just defend her. Then I was thinking about this the whole time. Jacob, you brought it up a million times. It's, it's not only well plotted, it's well themed. Every one of these books is about a man accepting loss that he can't control, typically about mentors, typically about loved ones, and what he's going to do and how he's going to be brave through that. Mike, we've talked about it in prior episodes. Her greatest ability, the retcon. She looks at the stuff she has created and says to herself, what can I do or what can I use to fill out the world I have already established enough with the bones that I have? I pointed out before, deadlines. She doesn't crumble to that. It's very impressive that she had the foresight to not only wrap up her her story, but to do it in a way that everybody mostly found satisfying. Here is the last thing I will give her. I was thinking about this. entire time we've been watching this series reading this series we have said the the moments and mentors that she chooses to use when Sirius is introduced wow it's so impactful it's some of your guys favorite characters she could have in that moment and a lesser writer would have chose to kill Dumbledore over Sirius and let Sirius replace Dumbledore as the new mentor. The revamp, a lot of TV series do that, a lot of a lot of works of fiction. Oh, here's a cooler character to come along. No. She very correctly plots out the characters that she knows needs to get trimmed out so that she can again go back to the lesser developed characters. Dumbledore wasn't huge in those earlier books. If I killed him, it's not gonna have as much emotional weight as it will when I really amp him up by the sixth book. She makes the right choices. She makes incredibly smart choices narratively. And again, it's just it's heartbreaking. You do wonder if part of her soul was used as a horror crux in this last eighth movie to stretch it out, and that's the reason these last two fucking dumb fantastic beast books are so fucking bad and all her dumb little children's books that she does
2: first child you just
4: gotta wonder
0: well to go off what you're saying colin um like you said you know the master of the retcon it is you have to give her credit because she did you know build an entire world out of one children's book the sorcerer's stone and kind of from that she developed the whole world And are there plot holes? Are there inconsistencies? Sure, but I mean, you can say that about again to compare it to Star Wars. There's plenty of inconsistencies in Star Wars. So anytime you have a universe that's that large and interconnected, you're going to have some issues. And her writing overall, it's not like amazing, but I think the things that she does well, like you said, are the retconning, the plot. Um, She's really good at writing these intricate plots. You know, does she have some stereotypical characters sometimes? Some problematic, you know, racial stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, so she's not perfect, but I do think that uh, she deserves credit for certain elements and had to give that to her. Um, but it's just such a bummer because it's, you know, again, it's like if George Lucas came out and said, well, like you know, you know, I don't I don't agree with gay people or something like, you know, it's just yeah, hard. All that know, stuff that you love. Grew up on. I'm
4: just going to ruin it for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, Harry Potter has a sizable LGBT fan base. So it's just like, I'm sure a lot of those people who grew up reading the books just feel betrayed by statements that she's made. So it's just a shame. Um, overall, I think the movies, I think they're really good. Um, for the most part, adaptations of the source material. I know I've complained about certain omissions and stuff, but I think as a series with different directors and stuff, they did a good job of kind of streamlining those into a series That's really kicked off an entire, uh, you know, young adult, uh, you know, uh, emergence with, you know, Hunger Games. World of Imitators. Yeah, and I think out of all those series, this is clearly the best one, um, no doubt about that. So, yeah, I think, you know, these movies, really fun to rewatch. Fantastic Beasts, not so good. And again, it's just like, how did, you know it just shows that you can be a good novel or young adult novel writer, but that doesn't necessarily translate into being a good screenwriter because she's definitely not a good screenwriter based on the two movies that she's written. Um, incredibly
4: different skills. We're going to go through, we're going to do our rankings right now, but I just want to do the last shout out, our last chance to do this. We've talked about LGBTQ organizations the entire time we've done this podcast. Uh, the Q card that was a resource pointed to us by guest Allie. Um, if you are, uh, if, if, if you don't want to disclose your gender orientation or anything about that, get a cue card. It's a way for you to receive medical treatment and sort of pass on your information without having uncomfortable talks. Trevor Project, GLSEN, uh, Human Rights Campaign, GLAD, Fenway Health, all organizations that we just urge you to donate to because, again, these are the people that need it. I mean, it's it it truly is people who just just don't want to hurt anybody, and that the world just seems to look down on for no reason. In your heart, imagine you're giving money to a young little orphan Harry Potter who is sitting in a room under the stairs, crying his right. eyes out, just wanting a, a loving world.
0: Yeah, that's that's I,
4: what these people are.
0: Yeah, and again, these books are all about protecting the most vulnerable and stuff. So it's just oh, you I know. love that. Mm-hmm. She can't see, you know, the own her, the irony in her own statements, but that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah, so go and support um obviously it's the right thing to do. Please. Um yeah. And we're going to rank these guys, right? I yes. do think they're all very watchable and fun, and they're cozy. Um, Maybe, what do you think? The best is to let someone go and go through the whole list, and we can yeah, yell at I them about hear, it. Yeah, I want to
4: hear, we'll just, everybody just go through your list one at a time. We'll pick them apart based on how you've got your rankings. But kind of like Mike just said, if there if there's one where you think, like, this is unwatchable, let us know that. But I'm I'm kind of where you are, Mike, where I'm like, there's not one of these I would turn off, or as Joe put, to fucking nap through. I mean, you can just throw these on and just disappear,
0: yeah, yeah. there's certainly i mean i think they're not as inconsistent as something like star wars where you have ones that are really bad and then you have ones that are really good so i think
2: the mean is quite yeah yeah, yeah. the base floor is like, high they're
0: all pretty decent like none of them are amazing none of them are terrible
2: that's what i'll say yeah except for fantastic beasts which <laughs> which the second <laughs> one is certainly terrible the first one has cool ideas but we're not ranking those right. second to the eight uh main potter films um who wants to kick it off i mean I'm not scared. I can do it. If or I want to get yelled at first. <laughs> All right, let's see if we get controversial. I'm going to yell at you. If there's yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to yell at me right now. My eighth, my least favorite, number eight, uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2. Uh, uh-huh.
0: Wow.
4: It's
2: it's very boring. <laughs>
0: it's the last it's Jedi. It's your least the
4: favorite one.
2: It's, it's very boring, and it doesn't stand on its own very well, in my opinion. That's, that's um, number seven, Chamber of Secrets. Very long. That's yes. it. Very long. <laughs> uh number six is the half-blood prince because they blew up the burrow for no reason (laughs) wow
0: yeah
2: um number five is sorcerer's stone it introduces the world it's right in the middle it's it's cool it's fun uh azkaban i have it four which might be lower than a lot of people think but i do like kiran's version but his per his uh patronuses are not animals uh, number three is the Goblet of Fire. I think it's the best blend of school and the danger with Voldemort because it's like you get a little bit of both and Voldemort comes back. Deathly Hallows Part 2 is my second favorite because it is a roller coaster oh, yeah. ride. And my favorite, which used to be Goblet of Fire after the rewatch, is the Order of the Phoenix. Ooh. I think the best scene in any Harry Potter movie is when Dumbledore and Voldemort fight in the Ministry yeah, at the end great. of that movie.
0: I do That's love really that fight. good, Mike. That's and Umbridge the best. is so
2: fun to hate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the best wizard duel in the whole series. And it's because yeah. they're not just shooting fucking different color lights at each other. They're doing different well, creative snake things. snake and, yeah, and I'll, water. I'll relate thing.
4: it to this one real quick. Voldemort is the key to that equation. He does cool stuff in the duel in this one with Harry, but Harry is so unimaginative in his responses right. that the Dumbledore Voldemort yeah. one is two god-level wizards fighting each other. And it's right. awesome. And it's when just not them the
2: doing Expelliarmus stars. and, yeah, like the glass. Right, and it turns to sand while he's blocking it because it's, like, filtering through his defense. Well, it's like, God, it's so creative. But uh, Also, the, yeah.
0: the sound design of that scene really stuck out to me, too. If you go back and watch it, the there's no music. Yeah there's, yeah. no music. yeah, there's no music. It's all just sound effects, and they're, like, doing different movements and stuff. Yeah. And it's just really cool. I brought it up when
4: we did that episode, but imagine seeing that in 3D. The only stuff in the Harry Potter universe that was shot for 3D is that scene.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow, that'd be Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, so the short version, my number one favorite, Order of the Phoenix, because you're still in the school, which I think Harry Potter needs for a best movie to be kind of about school life. Yes, agree. And it's got some great action with our big bad. So that's my number one.
0: That's interesting. I could do mine now because mine are... A little bit different than yours, actually. I kind of have flipped. Um, my least favorite is Chamber of Secrets. Uh, okay, go Yeah, yeah I, that's kind of typical. Um, my next least favorite, number seven, is Order of Phoenix, which I do wow. like those things that you mentioned about it. But overall, I felt like that was the most kind of lacking of... Um, It just felt it was like shorter than the rest of them, and it just feels like it cuts out a lot from the adaptation. And it was David Yates' first movie, and I just felt like he was still kind of getting the hang of it. Um, But the highs of it are very good, but overall, I did not like it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Next, *Sorcerer's Stone*. I think that's it's a good introduction, but I still put it on the lower end just because the the first two I just generally think are not as interesting. Um, But they're more kid movies, but they're still fun. Next is Goblet of Fire, and I put this one kind of low mm-hmm. because it's not a bad movie, but because this is my favorite book, and I think they kind of do it a disservice in the adaptation, so I rank it a little bit lower because some of the my favorite parts of the book kind of get cut out. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have – well, I kind of rated Deathly Hollow's parts one and two as a whole because I kind of see them as one movie. Um, but to separate them, I would put – I would. Well first I would put do Half Blood Prince next. Um and I thought that was like a pretty decent one and I like that it's getting more dark and serious and uh, you know, I just I think it's good. Um then I would do same Death Hallows.
2: Dog... same kills Dumbledore. Yeah,
0: and I think there's some good cinematography in that one um, compared to... Yeah. They get more and more like desaturated over time, the David Yates ones, but I think that one's a nice balance. Uh, that becomes the aesthetic. Just you like dirt. the scene
2: in the field at, at the burrow, yeah. but yeah. the way you shot, you appreciated that, how that yeah. shot.
0: And the ending with Dumbledore and they go to the cave and stuff, that's really cool. And just the whole mm-hmm. ending with when they come back, uh, Draco and Snape and everything, I think that's all really cool. So the whole ending of that movie is good. Then I would do Deathly Halls Part 2. Um, then Deathly Halls Part 1. So I put Part 1 higher because I think it's a more interesting movie. Part 2 is a very – um, Part 2 is very – there's a lot of action and stuff, but it's not as interesting like thematically. I like part. I like that Part 1 is slower and it just gives you time to breathe and it's you really get all the good character moments and the little tiny details. And then the second one, you get that out of the way and it's just – pure action, pure spectacle. So um, they're very different, but I think they work as bingeable, like a double feature. I think they work very well. And then number one, of course, is Prisoner of Azkaban, which I still think is the best movie um, because I think it had the best director. The only director that really had a, you know, uh, his own aesthetic or his own style separate from just doing what the studio or what JK wanted David Yates I kind of see as just a company man. He doesn't like you said before Colin, he doesn't have his own style. He just he's he's baseline. But
2: shot reverse shot. Yeah. For Alfonso
0: Cuarón really elevated and he really changed the entire look of the series and made it what it was. There's a you know, definitely a split between the first two and then the third one and the rest of them. So I appreciate what he did for the entire series and Alfonso Cuarón is a great director, so wow. that goes number 1.
3: I'm gonna do mine a little different. I'm gonna say number one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Number two, mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire. Number three, uh, Order of the Phoenix. And then I, the rest of them are completely the rest them. interchangeable to me. <laughs> they are. But you like I Order of Phoenix, Joe? Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I mean, it's that final battle at the end. I think that that kind of works for me. And, like I don't know. I like the school stuff too. So. The, those are the only ones that really stand out where it's like, oh, I like that. Like, I, the Goblet of Fire, it's like, I look forward to those trials. Like, I like the mm, style yes. of Azkaban. I like the battles in Order of Phoenix. The rest of them, it's like, I just watched these in the last th- three months and I can't tell you which one's got the giant chessboard and which one's got the right. uh, snake <laughs> like like they just blend together like one sleepy sunday afternoon.
0: Well to me Order of Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince are very similar in a lot of ways and I think they both have their strong moments especially at the end like the end of both those movies are really good so they're kind of to me they're very similar.
2: They're constructed similarly yeah like the beats yeah. it's like they have the same outline. Right. Yeah.
0: And Colin, what okay. do you say? All now?
4: right. I'll give you some spoilers here. The David Yates stuff, I have said, not my favorite. And think, mm-hmm. keep this in mind, I like the ones that have a real plot that you can just grab onto. So let's start yeah. there. Number eight, Half-Blood Prince. I talked about it in the episode. It's aimless. There's just nothing going on for me in that movie. Truly, where Harry's mm-hmm. saying... I don't know, do you think this is what's going on? And other characters are like, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's like, uh,
0: who, who wants to watch that?
4: Yeah. Number seven. It's kind of just biding time for the final, right? Unfortunately. Number seven, Order of the Phoenix. Allie, I hate to do it to you. I love you to death. Mm. Uh, I am love that you guys have pumped it up. To me, it follows that same sin. It's just a lot of this colorless people hanging out, unsure what to do. It's just yeah. aimless. Number six, Sorcerer's Stone. I would put a little higher, but I fall for what Jacob says. It's baby syndrome. I watch them now, and it, it just kind of, I mean, it really is a kid's movie. You As adults, we just cannot get anything out of that film. I'm sure it is awesome to watch when you're 10 years old still, but now you're just like, I just want to see the factor. world that it goes on to. Yeah. Number five, Deathly Hallows Part One. Right in the middle there, Jacob not too low i was a defender with you on that episode it's but obviously number two is above it so we'll get there number four prisoner of azkaban i'm not as sold on you guys mm-hmm. i think it's cool that it's got its own style and look and that it is the darker thing or whatever but again the plot kind of gets off the rails for me there
0: well and one thing about that movie too, it's the only one that is not directly about Voldemort. It's, it doesn't feature Voldemort. It's, you know, it's about Sirius Black and he's the main antagonist of that movie, but it's the only one that doesn't deal directly with Voldemort.
4: Yeah. Yeah, very hmm. true. Number 3, Deathly Hallows Part 2. I'm all for the fan service. I told you guys, I think this is how Star Wars should have ended. I'm happy that this is how the Avengers movie ended. It, it really makes you feel rewarded for being a fan, a viewer. It has little moments that add up. I, I love every part of it. Number two, Goblet of Fire. I'm there with Joe. Like, that plot, that j- it's just something to grab on and hold on to. I love that they've got the games. It is such a fun conceit for a story. And number one, a film that... Right. Jacob and Mike listed as their least favorite that Jacob what? in the episode said he knew it was his least favorite. Even when we had his sister on and she said it was her favorite chamber of secrets. What? Wow.
0: Why? But That has this, that's the baby syndrome of the first one. It's got baby syndrome, but it's better
4: acting. So I don't have to worry about it from that first one that it's, you know, the kids are a little more polished up, although obviously not the best they're ever going to be we talked about it before i don't like that it takes hermione out but once it does it's a solid two-hander with my two best friends as they go on a scooby-doo adventure and it's got the perfect a to c plot line out of all these movies you know what they're doing from the very first frame of that
2: film to the end of it well i would say it's got a good mystery though i'm with you yeah Yeah. it does have a good mystery Yeah, But again, side I think characters. It's,
0: it's the last one where they were trying to adapt everything from the book and it's just so long and there's just so many scenes that aren't necessary. I I, I wonder if I lean
4: more towards those, the Christopher Columbus era. I don't think it's necessarily just that he is adapting so much more than the rest of them. I think it's the stuff he chooses to adapt is better. I think Christopher Columbus has a better eye of telling the story he wants to tell then David Yates, who's going, hey, cram as much of it as you can in because I'm going to cut 30% of it anyways in the editing room, man, because i got to worry about the next two.
2: Right. Yeah, we also you don't have to worry about us losing time on moving the camera. We'll just leave it on <laughs> sticks with David Yates Don't worry, guys. We won't do anything complicated with the no, camera. I, you know, I can't. Well,
0: <laughs> I would just say, Colin, putting Chamber of Secrets over Prisoner of Azkaban is a very hot take to me because I think that's like an immediate upgrade uh you know, in the in director in style and everything, so that was just such a a breath of fresh air into the series that the third. I don't but know. I, like, liked, I think I liked, Colin
3: really sold me on it. Like honestly, when I think of Harry Potter movies, I think Chamber of Secrets is like the only one that I really think about, because that's the one with the the snake at the end, right? And the one with yeah. the snake? Myrtle and sort of Gryffindor. It's, it's yeah. what Mike just yeah, said yeah, no, in I, his. I think,
4: Where it's it has it has to have requirements for me to be a Harry Potter movie. They're in the school. They're still wearing the uniforms. It feels very prep school mystery adventure. Like that is the reason this series Mm. worked. Is book number two. If it had sucked, the follow up to Sorcerer's Stone, guys, we're not getting to the Horcruxes. Okay, like none of that shit is happening. Right, but I do think it's
2: Diary, which. Wasn't a horcrux yet. I don't want to hear yeah. it,
0: Mike.
4: <laughs> I you think they, on made, me? they made Christ.
0: a smart decision of, of, of moving on from Chris Columbus and changing up the style a little bit after that. Because if we got seven movies that were like that one, I think it would have been, you would have gotten tired.
2: Yeah, I think I, I really like how there are eras and kind of generations of these movies. But when I do think of like, what would I throw in on the Sunday afternoon and just co- co- cuddle down with? It would be the Christopher Columbus ones for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, sure. It's the difference the between like the, the uh, coziest, like the
3: Star Wars posters and the desaturated dirt posters <laughs> with the cast. Totally, but, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but again, it's the um, you know, it's the children's movie aspect of it versus Becoming. the dark young adult. So if you lean yeah, more towards you want the coziness, know. then they're you're all watch children
3: it. movies, I think. Well,
0: again, I think <laughs> I I put <laughs> the them on a baseline secret, where it's yeah. like. The bad ones aren't terrible. The good ones aren't amazing. They're all kind of within, they're all like a C plus, like the good ones are a C plus. The bad ones are a C minus. That's how close they are to me. It's just, I would put right. Prism yeah.
3: first. Yeah. That's why I didn't I th- bother ranking all the middle ones. because I don't, I, I don't know, man. They're all, <laughs> yeah. they're all the same. <laughs> right, I right, right. That, man.
2: And I, I don't think there's any wrong answers, obviously, because it depends on what you like with the series. Maybe you only like camping, and Deathly Hallows Part <laughs> Two would be your favorite. You know, let us know exactly. if you're a really big. <laughs> maybe account. I'm just what weird. A last minute burn from Mike. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but, I mean, you know. it's true though. Like, if you like the Voldemort dark shit, you're gonna like the later movies. And if you like the whimsical, like you said, prep school mystery stuff, you're gonna like the earlier ones. And that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. And Goblet of Fire is a, has a good middle ground there because it's like prep school mystery that's kind of the sweet spot with some games yeah it's very cool
0: i would just argue maybe i'm you know an anomaly but i think you know if i was choosing to put on another one of these after just having watched them all i guess i would probably i might put on deathly part one because it's just interesting to me they're not at hogwarts it's different and um i just want to see some teens camping and getting in
2: fights I'm going to watch The Last Fight of the Order of Phoenix and then actually watch Chamber of Secrets because Colin is right. <laughs> yeah,
3: I <laughs> think I'd put on Chamber of Secrets and go to sleep. Oh, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Uh, maybe i just watched that one too much as a child. but um, It sums maybe. up what this
4: universe is. It, it's exactly how you guys would say. You wouldn't turn on Solo. You would turn on Empire Strikes Back and you would go, oh, there's Cloud City, there's Java, there's every, or, you know, Java's not in that one. But they, yeah. there's here all this stuff that I know makes Star Wars. If you turn on Deathly Hallows Part 1, Kind of like what Mike said. You just think you're watching a travel doc series. Like that's not what the Harry Potter series is. Well, again, Potter that's the last is, Jedi Jacob. of
0: the series. Chamber of Secrets yeah. is the Phantom Menace of the series in that it's wow. very, it's just, it's not that good, guys. <laughs> it's kind it's of our We brought none him up. None of them
2: are. Well, but well, agree Normies. to
0: disagree. Normies, write yeah, in. Yeah. Let yeah. us know yeah. your rankings. We want to know it's just rank like them. Star Wars rankings. Everyone's got their own, and it's personal <sighs> to them, and that's what's great about it. I feel mine so sad, guys.
3: I've liked doing this so much. (laughs) That's good. That's good. If you put a gun to my head and made me name all these movies in order, I don't think I could, and I just rewatched them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, having just seen them all, Joe. Uh, Is it harder to name the Harry Potter movies in order correctly or the Fast and the Furious movies in order correctly? I I could do both. I I think there's
3: only like – I only got room for so many franchises and, and Fast and the Furious and Harry Potter just barely make the cut. I mean, Harry Potter's the more movie know, than Harry so. Potter. Live in your mind, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Look, one of you's getting in. All right. Which one of these has Vin right. Diesel?
2: <laughs> I just hope you guys are ready for Fast February Furious March. Oh <laughs> my god, mind my, don't movies. even just say it. That's Leading up to, that's up to the release
0: <laughs> of the new one, hopefully uh, when it would gets
4: released, I would point. be in hog heaven,
0: guys. <laughs>
4: all right, guys. I'll
2: see you in the <laughs> summer. I be hogs mead, fucking drinking myself into a stupor if we decide to do every one of those back to back. That'd be amazing.
0: I'd I'd love to watch
2: Tokyo Drift again.
0: (sighs) Yeah.
2: All right. Well, for now, we've at least finished watching all the Harry Potters again. And what a journey it has been. What a
4: journey. I love when we do these big series. It's big commitments, Normies, from you guys as well. But uh, not only was this our idea, but you kind of wrote in halfway through that you were following us along, too. So we love Mm -hmm. that. Keep hitting us up. At normies underscore like underscore us. We don't know where we're going yet, but you can always hit us up there and say, why don't you cover this? Why don't you cover that? We we always take those suggestions.
3: And uh morphs. And uh, morphs, <laughs> yeah. morphs. Yeah, it's been sky's re- the limit.
0: <laughs> it's been really fun to do this, just like you know, we did Star Wars last year. That was a blast, so we'll have to do another franchise next it, November.
4: Here's here's all I'll say. About Star this adventure of the Harry Potter universe. The fact that last year with Star Wars, it was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get out my Blu-rays. I guess we'll watch those. Oh, Adam's going to give us the original versions? Yeah, cool. I guess mm-hmm. I'll check those out, too. To where we are now, where Mike says, well, I just read the last three books. And, you know, I've watched these other movies, too. And I'm just I'm so well versed on what we're going to talk about today. Right. I mean, that that is commitment to this motherfucker that I didn't well, think we were going to have when we started.
0: Yeah, if anything, I think it's turned Mike from a you know kind of disinterested into maybe an actual fan of the Wizarding World. So I th- I take that as a win. Wow.
2: Yeah, like I said, I hate Harry Potter, <laughs> but I do like the Wizarding World. Yeah, you know, it's do. a cool universe. It's it's. I fun. like that. My and friends are enthusiasts, but I keep reading. You know, I'll stop That's by the main once thing. a year.
0: Yeah, reading yeah. is important. And shout
2: out to um, Sidecar Stories on Twitch yes. and YouTube. He's the one who got me through the end of the books. Sam does a great job reading those, and I uh, got a little comment reply from him. I told him, "Oh, we're doing things." So, shout out to Sam and his That's channel awesome. doing good work uh, reading the Harry Potter books. But yeah, thanks, Normies. I uh, yeah, it's good.
0: Awesome. So next week we'll be back with something different. Not Harry Fantastic Potter. Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and Where to Watch Them. <laughs> well, Normies, yeah. again, if you if you want us to do I that, right break. in. If we get enough requests, we will do. We'll it. get bullied into it. But
4: until then, <laughs> we'll be been doing. Your it. House.
2: I was going to say episode 130.
4: (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what's next. That is what's next. 130. Wow. Where you can catch us, your hosts, um, Avada Colin Dabra.
2: Uh, (laughs) Voldemike. Just Joe.
3: Joe. Next week I'll come (laughs) up with something clever. Old
0: mudblood Blood Joe. And this is uh, Wingardium Jacobosa.
2: Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> y- Bye. Okay, Bye. see ya. <laughs> hell yeah this is aquaman and if you enjoyed that episode i'd really appreciate it if you give it a like share and subscribe on itunes and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend we'll be seeing you
0: around
4: it. Back? he says it like mm-hmm. abracadabra he says <laughs> it's like oh i don't like that sure. No, it's What's gotta the be the meme? way Ray <laughs> finds.
2: There's the uh, Stephen Fry meme too, where every time he had a hard time pronouncing, pocketed it, pocketed it, pocketed <laughs> like, it, like overpronounced. Po- so then J.K. Rowling was like, "I'm gonna write someone pocketed it something in every book, so you have to read that out <laughs> Pocketed it. All right. So before you hit stop. I was on Amazon watching these, and then it recommended to me The Mystical Adventures of Billy Owens as a movie. I don't know what that is. It's a really shitty Canadian Harry Potter <laughs> rip-off oh, movie course. set in their, their middle school. Kid Billy? But, uh, yeah, Billy Owens, The Mystical Adventures. He gets a Billy wand, Robinson. and they say, say the magic word, and they go, abracadabra, and it doesn't work. And then they say, please, and that's, <laughs> oh, that's the magic nice. <laughs> That is that's the magic the most word. fucking Canadian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry and about to top that. it all off, the Dumbledore of this movie is Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. I had no idea he was in it until I started hey, watching brother. it. And then he's in there. Like, that sounds amazing. When was that teach
3: made? You respect your parents and clean your room. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what like year was that, that you made? you will be as cool as Wayne Gretzky.
0: A couple
2: years back. Um, that's obviously. that's amazing.
0: They did make a Percy Jackson movie that was like hated by the fans. And now they're right. remaking it as a miniseries, I believe. So that's coming out. So Percy Jackson, which is all about Olympians and like the Greek gods and stuff, mythology. So,
4: a boo to that! But I'll, I'll say if is that Normies gonna have the
3: Iron Sheik in it, or
4: you're a demigod, <laughs> Percy. <laughs> Normies, if you do yeah. like Harry Potter, check out the Magicians, Lev Grossman's Magicians on Sci-Fi.
2: Nice. All right, that's the end of this uh, post cred scene. Bye. There's no endgame tie-in. <laughs> Bye.
0: The Normies will return in 2021.
2: Didn't stop.